The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. at CYXX, launching September 6th. Hey everybody, before we start this show, let me tell you about a great service called Blue Apron. I'm sure you heard of it before, but maybe you're on the fence about trying it. What is Blue Apron? It's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the entire country. Basically what it is, they work with the most fresh food across 150 local forums. Good one, jerk. Local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. As a result, their beef, their chicken, their pork, their seafood comes from responsibly raised animals. And their seafood comes from a partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Why did I pick the most difficult part of the read to say? I have no idea. But they have great food. I get it once a week. The upcoming meals, menus. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm messing this up. Salmon piccata with orzo broccoli. Pork chops with miso butter and bok choy, got that one right, and marinated apple. Stuff you never thought you'd eat, it's fresh. Under 40 minutes or less, you can prepare these dishes. Less than $10 per meal. You know what you need to do? Check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash conversations with an S. You will love how good it feels, how it tastes. Create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Please don't wait. Blueapron.com backslash conversations. Enjoy the show. The following advertisement has been paid for by the big guy Ryback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, big guy. Hey, Mark. What brings you here? So I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition, available at feedmemore.com. Big guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your ISO-hungry grass-fed whey protein isolate, the best-tasting protein on the market, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, the strongest pre-workout on the market, and the big guy, all-natural testosterone booster, my personal fave. Big guy, you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition. It is some top-quality stuff. Well, thank you, Mark, it is. Feed Me More Nutrition, premium quality, the highest quality supplements on the market today. Available now at FeedMeMore.com. But wait, there's more. Just for being a listener of Conversation with the Big Guy, you can now save 10%. That's right, save 10% at FeedMeMore.com on all Feed Me More merchandise and apparel and Feed Me More Nutrition with discount code PODCAST10, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-10. One zero podcast ten. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, and right now I'd like to introduce whoa, 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 whoa. a guy who lost his smile, a guy who took his brain and walked away from millions of dollars. He hails from Sin City. He Damn it! That's enough for you two! Shut up! You're uh, I think he's, uh, I think he's ever fired. Shut up! Pat, slap my ass! It's time for Conversation 
with the big guy, pal. <laughs> Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. And we're happy to be back on another action-packed podcast for this week. But before we begin, I think you may uh, you may have a couple things you want to mention. Let's stick to the format. It's never done us wrong. Feed Me More Nutrition, guys, is now available at feedmemore.com, along with I'llPumpYouIup.com. And if you live in the Las Vegas area, I'll Pump You Up Fitness Nutrition on Sahara and Rainbow and Spartan Nutrition in North Las Vegas. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy, is available now on Amazon in Kindle and paperback format, coming soon to Audible. Northeast Wrestling, WrestleFest 21. Kurt Angle versus Cody uh, in a steel cage match. We got the great Khali, Jerry the King Lawler, and the big guy Ryback will be performing. Uh, that is going to be Friday, March 3rd, 5 p.m. signing, 8 p.m. bell time. Who am I wrestling on that? Do you know? On which one? The, the Northeast Wrestling WrestleFest. <laughs> Clearly, you don't listen to anything I say on the. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was more concerned about not making noise. With my Tot- totally zoned out while the big Fuck. guy's doing his play. Yeah, sometimes I do. I notice that. Sometimes, like, you're at, you, you make jokes and I'm focused on the computer and I don't laugh at them because don't, they don't register. It's uh, like I when t- I'm telling you about my, like, gym routine on, on Voxer. <laughs> you just totally, you've just gotten used to just, just drone, you know. Just zoning out with the big guy talks. <laughs> you're you're two speed, sometimes three speed, uh, but sometimes not. But uh, yeah, if you get Vox or it gets addicting, and get the some people uh, are four speed. But uh, no, I listen to all of them. But I don't I don't know I don't know who you're wrestling. I'm a fucking horrible agent, and uh, I don't even I've never seen. They just have me on the poster. I like to know who my opponent is. I like to watch matches the week leading up. Yeah, and, like do a little bit of homework, and it's I have I was like it's gonna be some. It'll be another big guy. That's like the go-to. Like you'll be the 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 local territory big guy, and uh, and he'll be fine. But I'll like, ask him. I'll drop I'll drop uh, old Mike a text. Yeah, just just see who the big guys work. And we've interrupted the plugs for the first time ever. I feel like, but nah, uh, you know what else you got? Moving on, we have the big event March fourth in Queens, New York, at the Lagardia Plaza Hotel from ten to three p.m. I will be there in person doing a meet and greet pictures, autographs, the whole shebang. And that is it for me this week. Okay, on my end, March 11th, WrestlePro returns to the Rahway Rec Center, Rahway, New Jersey. Bruce Pritchard will be in the house, Joey Ryan, The Hit Squad, Tommy Dreamer, Homicide, myself, and much, much more. Tickets available, front row sold out, second row is getting there. WrestlePROonline.com, the biggest show of my goddamn life. WrestleCon, WrestlePro, Thursday night, 8.30. If you're going to WrestleMania, get your tickets. A couple people have been tweeting about that, and I really appreciate that. If you want to see Ryback versus Colt Cabana, Cody Rhodes versus Brian Cage, Hit Squad versus The Bodies, Joey Ryan versus Brandy Rhodes, BWO, Grado, Swaggle, Sanjay Dutt, and so much more, WrestleCon.com. That's uh, all my stuff, but we had some uh, feedback from last week. I think too, and also I, I'll stick to the format of me forgetting every week to do my PO box and my plugs. Oh yeah, um, that's right. 
All fan mail, guys, send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. That is, again, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. I get back to all fan mail, guys. Just please have a self-addressed envelope with everything um, so I can get it back to you, and, and I will eventually get it back to you. You know what? I'm going to add one more to that because you know what gets really depressing? I go to the Creative Pro Wrestling School uh, in New York, uh, and there's always emails from fans, not emails, actual letters to Kurt Hawkins. And uh, there's never been one for Pat Buck. Like there's always oh, really? envelopes all the time. They find at the school and they, they, you know, they send probably the same thing, like, you know, what they do for your P.O. Box. So you, if you just got to give them an open, open invitation, Buck. It's just it's that simple. Create a pro wrestling. My uh, not so P.O. Box where my school is, is 95 Engineers Drive, Hicksville, New York. 11801. I think that's it. And if you want to be a wrestler, you can sign up there too. We had a couple of new students come out and uh, you know, I'm a my my Monday through Thursday job is training the up and comers as recommended by Dr. Tom this week. I thank thank him for the big shout out on the old Twitter. Oh, really? Oh yeah. I haven't heard from Dr. Tom in a while. I didn't know. I haven't talked to him since I've left WWE and we used to message all the time. I got to I got to shoot him a message here. Um I was thinking today, this actually, with driving, I was thinking, because I'm always thinking of things with the branding with the Feed Me More. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because you know you have the wrestling school out there, and you know Seth Rollins has his wrestling school. That's right. Uh, the Black, Black and Brave. Brave, right? Which they've actually, I think, contacted us for a show, right? You will be there in August. Yep. That's true. And, See, uh, I, rem- I remember that one. <laughs> but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to think. I was like, man. And obviously, with everything I got going on right now, I couldn't, it, just time-wise, um, it wouldn't be the, the most ideal situation. But I was thinking of Feed Me More rest, the rest, feed me more Wrestling. And I was like, would you ever change your school to Feed Me More Wrestling? Or is, is Creative Pro your baby? Because that, that got me thinking today. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to put them on the spot tonight. And I was like, if, they, if we were to come to an agreement and it, was like, and it would get us more people at the school where it would still be your baby... But we would essentially use me for the appearance from time to time. How that would, uh, would that ever be a possibility? Or do I got to start this up from scratch? Well, where is this happening? Is this a Vegas gig or a New York gig? No, I'm saying we turn Creative Pro into Feed Me More Wrestling. I was like, because I wonder if that would get more people or less people, actually, <laughs> depending on, on who fucking, if they're fucking marks or not. But uh, yeah, I, was, I, don't know, I was driving literally in my driveway and I stopped and I thought about that today. And Jesus. I was just trying. I was like, I wonder if Buck would would rename his school. And I I, I personally thought you wouldn't do it. No, uh, I can't do that. I've put no, so I, much into the brands. I would open Feed Me More Wrestling in Vegas. I'd happily go out there, and uh, I don't know how the fuck it fit that in my schedule. But uh, that's what yeah. I would, I would need. I, I want, that's where I would want it. Ideally, is in Las sure. Vegas. But I was like, I was like, you got to have the right trainer, and you can't you can't do that. No, and like I have to be around enough to oversee things and yeah hold a power bomb seminar from time to time just uh, <laughs> every every other day every other day keep your promos under 15 seconds power bombs um but yeah no it just crossed my mind but uh it seems like a i don't think i feel like wrestling schools though you do well i feel like with it um for what you've started with and everything but i was like they're not necessarily there's a lot of them that don't do well yeah but it's you know that well, there's a, down the line. I mean, I think people just don't put a lot into. There's a lot of schools that people go, "Oh, you need to go there." A Hall of Famer, 
I've said it before. I have no problem saying it. They're the number one wrestling school in New York as far as like attendance and, and members is Johnny Rod's school. He's a Hall of Famer. It's in Brooklyn, New York. And the uh, came from there. Yeah, and it was a different Bob time. Ray, you know, back in the day there was good now it's it's a shit show. And I've seen videos from there and, and you know, people just don't fucking care. And there's been guys there that have been there for twenty fucking years that have never worked anywhere outside of that place and i I hear from everybody i see the videos and it sucks because you know the number one way of advertising is a kid's gonna go let me put google like a pro wrestling school in new york and he's number one so oh they see all these famous names they go there i'm not saying they get ripped off but maybe i am saying that it's kind of shitty that you know uh there's a lot of bad training schools out there and there's a lot of good ones too but yeah people got to do i tell anyone that comes to my school go look at the other ones and you'll be back here uh but I would yeah. definitely just, I could tell by just how you run your classes and, and you put them up on, you put your, your things up on Facebook and you show, you know, you have little demonstrations and whatnot of what goes on. And like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and that was directly from what was going on in OVW with Rip Rogers and um, whom trained a lot of the top WWE talent that, that their mainstays up there. And, uh, but not to say that other training places aren't aren't good because I'm sure, like you said, there are a lot of good ones. But sure, uh, I, I really, if I was if I was coming up and had an opportunity to go to wrestling school before I was ever signed by WWE, mm-hmm. I would want to go to a school like yours. I feel like because that would give you, you teach them the you know exactly what you need to be taught and, yeah. and the fundamentals and like where you teach guys like not just characters and and, and whatnot, but how to work. Which ultimately is is the key to longevity in the wrestling business. So and the, and the conditioning stuff too. And I'll also teach guys that everyone yeah. has like a. And this is from Doctor Tom. You know, he he'd always say that everyone has a different flavor of ice cream they like. But you know what really sucks is that. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream, by the way? I think I'm a cookies and cream guy. What are you? Mint chocolate chip, but I, I like cookies and cream and Rocky Road also. That's, that's pretty keep good. Go, keep, <laughs> random. Uh, no, I'm a big fan of. Do you have the Arctic Zero? You ever had that before? No, it's what's like that? very high protein, uh, basically no fat. There is carbs in it, but it's like a, a healthier form of ice cream. It's really good. I recommend it. I feel like there's aspartame and sucralose in that. Just no, there the... isn't because there's a little really? bit of sugar. Yeah, it's sugar. There's like a very, oh, okay. maybe less than four grams of sugar per uh, oh, that's not bad. quarter of a, of a regular cup. So yeah. If you eat it, if you have one serving, you're okay. But if you're like me, you get like the biggest bowl you have and you're like, whoa. <laughs> You leave one scoop left in the fucking little tub, and like you're like, oh. <laughs> uh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, so, Doctor Tom, you were yeah, talking about because like a lot of wrestling school, and this is what gets annoying, and it gets annoying to anyone in wrestling is that there's more than one way to do something. For example, hitting the ropes comes to mind. Yeah, um, some people prefer. Oh man, I remember in developmental. Yep, uh, that's what I was going to talk about. Sure, like Al. Uh, there'd be time periods where they would say, when you hit the ropes, you got to lead with your left foot. That was like an old timer or, or a lot of guys like that because you tackle off your left foot. You can take bumps off your left foot, like an arm drag, things like that. You can step with your, you're ready to step into your next move right off the ropes, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I prefer it that way. However, yeah, I agree there, with that. There's times where Lance Storm would be training guys and he would be like, no, you got to lead with the right foot. Other guys would be like, there's a, you have to be the right foot. Dr. Death came down, lead with the right foot. Now, and I'm hearing in NXT, they actually prefer if you do both feet, like kind of like both feet hit the rope, like they don't. Neutral? 
Yeah, like a neutral kind of thing. Like you don't just get a lead. Play, just kind of like everything in WWE, they just play it safe. <laughs> just 50%. <laughs> hit the ropes. Just Guys, guys, let's not offend anyone with just fucking hit the ropes with neutral feet, okay? <laughs> that way when we bring anybody down, they're not fucking, they can't get mad at the left or at the fucking right. We're in the middle. We're fucking perfectly, we're politically correct on all angles on this. Oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> that's so the, that I that I feel like that's exactly. Matt Bloom came out of the office like, guys, we got to do something about the rope thing. <laughs> Ricky Morton's going into the Hall of Fame this year. He came down. He was fucking hot. A lot of the guys were going left foot. <laughs> Robert Gibson's looking at him, fucking thinking everyone should be going to the right. Fuck, it's just <sighs> it's good for them. And, but what I tell guys, like, look, I prefer if you do the left, but I don't give a shit. Just hit the ropes as hard as you can yeah. and make it look decent and still take the bumps as good as you can. And here's how. But I go at some point in your career, somebody's going to in a power position or some sort of position above you is going to tell you that you're fucking wrong and make you feel stupid. So be prepared for that in case you whatever style you pick. And that I think that's the case with like anything, you know. I've always said in fake fighting, there is, is there really a right and a wrong? Like, no. because in a real fight, there's really not a right and a wrong. There's just, you win or you lose. And like, everyone has their own technique. You look at a baseball player, some guys like to throw a certain way. Some guys like to go a little lower. Like, you know, there's no, there's no right or wrong. Like you said, everyone just has their own, you know, personal flavor of things and whatnot. And, you know, there, there's many different ways to the final destination. And uh, intensity is the key to everything. So yeah, just make, I, it, I, make it just make it look good. I told my guys that across the board. I think the one thing that never goes out of style is aggression and intensity. Like that will never be, you know, something that goes away. That's just very when important. When you could convince people that what you're doing isn't hokey and fake, you're doing a good job. It's like when you're watching a movie. You don't want to be reminded you're watching a movie by like seeing like the boom sticks like coming down and like <laughs> think about it. That's like in, that's what the equivalent of wrestling is when you do something sure. really shitty is like seeing the boom stick or like seeing like the the powder guy fucking in, in the shot and whatever. So that's what I think. Anyways, there was one movie I saw. I forget what it was, but uh, it was kind of like a Braveheart, but it wasn't Braveheart. And all the warriors in the movie they wore watches, <laughs> like they they did it on purpose really? to fuck the movie up. Like they're in the background, like with sword. They're like in ancient times, but they're all wearing wristwatches. So like, it just, it ruined I didn't know the whole that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Braveheart or some other movie. I forget the name of it. But we had feedback from last week, mainly about the, or back to what the dirt, what did the dirt sheets pick up? I was, was going to tell you because I I don't like to interrupt our stories sometimes, which I'm doing right now. But before you get into it, sure. You mentioned Doctor Death. Um, and I, I didn't want to interrupt you as you were talking right there, but no, go for he, it. I, I remember it. I talk about it in my book, actually. Um, when he came down to OVW, remember he came down, he had the hole in his throat from uh, yep. throat cancer. And that was during a period in a lot. There's a lot of guys, a lot of wrestlers chew tobacco and it, it is a very, I, I had my, my time with it off and on from when I was 25 all the way up until probably 33. And you Maybe. don't get cra- do your cravings anymore or no? No, no, gone completely. But I, I'd stopped multiple times for like, I stopped up to, I think a year and a half was the longest I went. Um, and then I'd return or a year in like three months or something and then hop back on it. But I stopped multiple times. Um, but it was, I started in developmental because I, you get bored and you look around and you see other guys doing it and you think, oh, that can't be so bad. And you see other, I remember I like, 
you would see like you'd go up to WWE and see you know Shawn Michaels would have a dip in or like just all the and like it's very you're like oh he's one of the greatest of all time and probably why he's so great like and you make up some bullshit reason in your head why you should do it that's and, what Trent, uh, I think Trent told me that exact story he saw Shawn he started probably, doing yeah. dip he met Shawn he's like this is the coolest thing ever I'm gonna start chewing dip yeah. And it's like, that's what a lot, I'm telling you, it's a fucking stupid wrestler mindset. Like, of like, oh, I'm going to start doing something really, really bad for me that could, gonna, that could really, really fuck up my life. And um, <laughs> I just saw their developmental guys doing it. But Dr. Death came down and he saw that in my mouth one day. And I was already in my head, like, trying to stop because it made me feel so shitty. I would get so tired on it and just, like, have no ambition and no drive. And uh, he, had the hole in his throat and it, it was just a wake up call. And he goes, knock that shit off. He goes, you want to end up like me? And like, he like showed me the, th- the hole. And like, yeah, it was, uh, I remember that I like, I didn't do it when he was around that week, but I would still do it at home. But I stopped for like another, like three or four months during that period. Um, but that reminded me of that. Uh, just how, and I talk about it in the book, just how bad chewing tobacco truly is for you and it, it's it's one of the most addictive thing i've ever done my entire life and wow. i've been able to quit it cold turkey and multiple times but i've been off it now for it's been i think we're going on close to two years now so um it, it's i'm glad not not quite two years but we're, we're getting there so um if you guys do that shit knock it off it's so bad for you you'll feel a million times better without it and after a few weeks you won't miss it so speaking of dr death i'm actually glad you brought him up because i don't know when we'll talk about him again but i really liked him when he came down i liked him because he was a, he bullied a lot of the guys but uh he was really really good to me i think because he knew yeah he, me too he was fair i felt i felt like if you worked hard and he like he liked you yeah and i because he knew i was trying to get a job and he pulled me aside one day he's like you remind me of me because i uh no he said you remind me of of a guy on my football team that was a walk-on player he's like just stick with it you'll be in here in no time Rudy it wasn't, wasn't correct. <laughs> yeah, Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> You'll get that one tackle, you sad man. I was really hoping he played with Rudy. That that would have made it <laughs> I have that poster hanging up in my bathroom upstairs. Of Rudy? Yeah, I love huh. I, I, I such a motivation. I love motivation, man. Sure. I just think it's it's fuck. He asked he, he had one other piece of advice that was kind of funny. He pulled me aside after TV one day, after OVW TV. He goes, and uh, he he had the thing in his throat, and he had to he'd always have to put the fingers over to talk. Yeah. And he's like he's like you need to stop doing that self tanner bullshit. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, just find a local tanning salon. I pay eight bucks a month. You'll burn. And that was the advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I feel like. Well, the spray tanning is better for you, technically, isn't it? Or are they found like there's some chemicals in the spray tan? No, I think it's healthy, but it's just like one big thing is that if you don't have, I've learned over the years because I'm so pale, I need a base before I spray tan, or else it's pure orange. But if I have yeah. a red, a red tint, and I put it on, I'm okay. But some guys, you know, I would, I would love if that was just your deal. Just. Never tan and just do a really shitty coat of spray tan before every big match. It's a great idea. I mean, look at our president. It's very uh, spray tanned all the time. I think it's in style. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, Dr. Death, one other time. A certain wrestler, I don't know if I want to call him out, was like brown nosing. Because there was an OVW. At one point, Al needed uh, an assistant trainer. And there, it was down to... They were auditioning guys to see who they were going to hire. Who was that? Who was that coming down to? I had no clue about that. 
were, were you there or was were you gone already? I don't remember. I might I might have been gone. I might have been released at that point. So Doctor Death would come down often. Uh, Robert yeah, Gibbs. I was. Yeah, because that, that was the period I got released. It was okay. right around that. Yeah. Robert Gibson came down a lot, and then it was I forget who the third guy was. Tim Horner came down, but that didn't really last at all. They I sent feel, they sent no he, they sent a lot of people down at different points just to oh like, sure. It was, and they probably got a nice check and came in and like, but it was never, it was like in for a few days. We did our normal classes and like, I remember Tim Horner was doing promos with us one day and somebody said like, Tim Horner was never a promo guy, but, yeah. they, but they brought him down to work on promos. It's it so just, weird. It was, a, it was a different period. Like, do you remember Greg, anything, huh? do you remember Greg Valentine coming down? No, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I was oh. there for that. Greg Valentine came down and he was okay. He was, he was just hanging out. And then, uh, so they were, they were, they were Bob Backlund to, speaks very highly of him in his book. Oh, really? As being so, a good uh, worker, yeah. He was supposed to write reports for The Office, and um, he would watch all of us work, and he would, they'd, be, they'd be like, okay, Greg, what do you, I would be like, Greg, what do you think of the match? He'd be like, oh, it's pretty good. And the next guy, he'd be like, oh, you're pretty good. And then we looked at his report, and all it said was, they're pretty good. And that's what he said <laughs> to The Office. <laughs> but it's... it's you just got to kind of get, you got to know his format. Now we, we can only get the thoughts in between, but that seemed, I mean, at least he's positive. Straight shooter. <laughs> so Dr. Death, uh, and I think he was upset because Robert Gibson got the job. And, uh, but I remember before he left, there was people that thought Dr. Death was going to be the, you know, assistant trainer to, to Al. Yeah. And uh, a certain somebody goes up to uh, Dr. Death and goes, I just want to ask your permission. You're one of my idols. And I'm, I'm listening to this conversation going, oh, this is brutal. He's like, I really want to do the Oklahoma stampede as a finish. You know, Dr. Death's old move, the Davy Boy kind of power slam. Yeah. And Dr. Death's like, oh, yeah, great. You can do that. that that'd be awesome. The guy's like, thank you so much. And, and shakes his hand and Death is smiling and the guy walks away. And then Death looks at me and goes, what a fucking ass kisser. Like, like just completely calls him out <laughs> on it. <laughs> It was fucking awesome. That's great. But, There's uh, guys like that. That's what they think they have to do, though. Like, um, it's yeah, it just, that exists at every level. I mean, it's just rather than let things just happen, you never know. Like, maybe the guy was being 100% honest. You never know. But, yeah, I mean, more times than not. Oh, so what I got here, too, things. not to, to lead on to the next thing, the review of the week. We've been doing that lately. We've had some great reviews. I sent out last week's uh, winner. That stuff went out today, actually. So let me pull up. Uh, sorry, I should have had this prepared. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for sending those in. We've we've gotten a lot of great reviews and a lot of participants, and it's um, it's really helping us greatly. The podcast we're growing each and every week, and you guys are a big part of that. Um, and our goal is my goal this year is for us to to consistently have over a hundred thousand listeners per week. And we are well, well on our way. We are not that far off. So um, thank you, guys. And uh, continue to like and subscribe and to share the podcast. And uh, let's continue to raise awareness for this. And um, this is the most fun I have all week. And, and it's a great way to keep my voice out there and to let everybody know what's going on. And, to, and we get, I get fan mail every week. And like you're going to start getting it. You'll see when you get these, these letters from people and – you see the direct positive influence it's having on their lives of just 
just sharing and having a conversation on the air. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. So um, thank you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. So here's two reviews that I liked, and you can pick the winner. So the first one says, Big Guy Birthday Parties from Sab Troy. Hey, guys, I love the show. Only concern that is if Ryback starts his own birthday party business, will El Pollo Loco be replacing the half slices of pizza given to the kids at the end of the party? If so, you better hope the kids don't shell-shock their underwear before getting into the ring for that picture. (laughs) In all seriousness, I really enjoy the show from both an entertainment and comedic standpoint, as well as wrestling and advice... uh, wrestling and advice standpoint as well as a guy trying to make it in the business i love both your insights into the business and really enjoy the show keep up the good work so that was one of them very very good and the other one was wait that was last week wake up it's story time by x kev kel x I've been listening to Conversation with the Big Guy every week since episode one, and I've got to say that after listening, I'm a total mark for life for the big guy. <laughs> that said, when I heard when I heard the Ryborg was putting out a supplement line, I was floored. My girlfriend has been stressing really hard about her upcoming tests at school, so I put her so I bought her the big guy test booster and I slipped some of that in her morning morning coffee. <laughs> cool. Unfortunately, I didn't know that test was short for testosterone. She did pass her tests. Uh, she did pass her tests, which I can only contribute to the supplements. But now she's six foot three, two hundred eighty pounds of pure muscle, covered in body hair, and has sprouted a fully functional dick and balls. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my relationship, big guy. Hopefully, I can win some free product so I can stop using all this expired IcoPro I've been laying around. By Kirby <laughs> Gooby on Twitter, and he also said I'm mentioning Bret Hart to up my chances of winning. I think we have a dead set winner this week. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, he he really put a lot of effort into that. So that's uh, let's go ahead and I think it, dude. Somebody mentioned last week too, um, and this week the guy confirmed it on Twitter for me. Um, should we have them take a screenshot of their review? Yeah, um, th- this guy was smart enough to put his Twitter in here, Kirby Kuby, cool on Twitter. Great review. Thank you for that rating. And just be creative. Some of you guys are dirty motherfuckers, and you wrote some crazy reviews that even I don't want to read. But uh, what's let's go ahead just for for shits and giggles. Well, here's the thing. I I would go through them, but they're on my phone. We would have to end this conversation. So maybe next week I'll get the really bad, almost racial ones. And uh, whatever. Like, holy shit. Well, I I mean, we don't have we're not censored other than the other week when I when I overly censored us. But uh, (laughs) the um, yeah, I think it'd be fun to read read a couple of those on air. see what the people have to say. So uh, supplement of your choice this week in a free feed me more nutrition shaker bottle message me on Twitter Kirby or send an email to the big guy at feedmemore.com and we will get you hooked up and uh, with some feed me more nutrition. And I feel bad because I'm not really giving anything, but if you're a person in New York, New Jersey area, you want to come to a wrestle pro show, I'll proudly give you some, uh, some free tickets of some sort, but not first row. General, second row and general general mission only. No, we I'll had figure any it out. In, inquiries on the uh, birthday parties with the big guy. Uh no. I, unfortunately, we we have not. There is a birthday party happening tomorrow at uh, Creative Pro. But oh, really? uh, yeah, uh, I won't. Actually, no. Sorry, Saturday. Have my days mixed up. So has hopefully, Bob, has Bob ever gone to a birthday party, or is he banned on those days? <sighs> it's funny. I've never told you this before. We had a birthday what? party for Bob. Oh God, fuck! Oh wow, shut! I okay. 
First of all, I legitimately was just trying to be funny and just thinking, I know you like, were. This and, wasn't a setup. <laughs> no. And, like, I can't even be shocked right now. Like, there's, this never fucking surprises me. The uh, depth of his character is like a bottomless pit. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, we talked about a guy named The Wizard. And uh, oh. for he caught wind because as much as he... His top two obsessions... Catches are, wind a lot. Yeah, are me. And uh, for a while, he had a big crush on... Uh, and he still does, on Hawkins. And... He, him, okay, so when Hawkins... Before he went back to WWE... I'll say this quick story. We uh, we had a show for Beyond Wrestling or a taping at our school, um, which is a popular independent promotion. And we wrestled uh, uh, these two indie guys that are, are well-known. You might know... Do you remember Bill Carr at all? Yeah, yeah. I like Very nice guy. And uh, he does a, a, Great a, buddy, a buddy cop tag team with uh, this guy named Dan Barry. They're both like yep. to t- the very over in the independent scene. Yep. So I thought I thought it'd be funny, like, you know, Brian, we're wrestling them. Let's dress as nails. So we got, uh, I got us two jump, orange jumpsuits, uh, just like nails, because we're wrestling this buddy cop. They, they're called Team Tremendous. They, they do a complete fucking cop routine. Yeah. So we no, they're not, they're, they're not like the sexy cops on uh, SmackDown, are they? With no. Dan Dango and Tyler Breeze, Breeze Dango. <laughs> One of my favorite gimmick going on right now, by the way. They're not. They're not sexy cops. They're. Uh, but they're. They're definitely. Uh, you know. But it, it's pretty fucking awesome. So we wrestle them, and then after me and Brian, just like, hey, let's take a quick picture. And I think I might have made it my profile picture for for a week or two. But then Bob saw this picture, and he nicknamed us the Orange Psycho Twins. Uh, so because he had to have he had to take it to another level, like role play in his head that this is his yeah. fantasy. Yeah, and he, he would message me and Brian nonstop about how he's he wants full Nelsons from the Orange Psycho Twins. Uh, needless to say, it's time. Went I don't on. know. How, I in my head have beaten the shit out of this guy so many times through the stories already. Like, I I am amazed. Like, just keep going. Sorry, it just I I he like I I feel like when I meet him, like I I'm gonna want to punch him. Like, I don't, I don't even, like, I don't, <laughs> do not respect anything about him, but keep going. And you shouldn't. So, is Kevin's idea. He goes, Bob wants to have his birthday party at Create a Pro. Of course. Now, we normally, we charge a, a, a reasonable rate for this, and we charge him the same rate we charge a, a kid's birthday party. Um, yeah. However, Bob, being the fancy diva that he is, spent an additional 900 bucks to uh, buy catered food for everybody. And he wanted a wrestling show, but it really turned into this is how me and me and me and Hawkins are going to do it. So uh, we had a, a regular Create a Pro normal show. Uh, it's on. The, it was on like a Sunday. All the fans left, and the whole crew stayed around because we're going to have the Wizards birthday party. Yeah, of course. The Wizards in really bad shape, and I'll send you the picture of. You've probably seen it before, where where we took a picture of the wives of Create a Pro, and it's my wife. It's Hawkins' wife, and it's Bob. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now, he's in really bad shape at the time, and he's all, like, tired and weak. But his one thing that he wanted on the show was the Orange Psycho Twins. So, like, even though we're having the birthday party there, his dream was to meet the Orange Psycho Twins to put them in a full Nelson. So the whole thing is we're just eating. I know it's really, really fucking weird. So... 
uh, all of our students are there. We have a couple, all of our normal Creator Pro people there. At one point, Kevin Matthews grabs him and Raleigh, who I think you've met before. Yeah. They, uh, <clears throat> they pick up Bob and they throw him into the fucking ring. Oh, jeez. So we think that Bob will stand up and just kind of play along with it. Instead, he's laying on the mat and he's too weak to stand up and he's just shaking. And Kevin and Raleigh are like, all right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna beat you up now because this is what he likes and everybody's everyone's cheering for it everyone's egging it on going like yeah. you know chance got nervous nerves got the better of him he he turns into like the WB frog like when people pay attention to him he's like he shuts down yeah so the big thing was Kevin and Raleigh are about to beat him up and then Chris and then Chris Masters music hits sort of except uh, Wait, Jesus Christ I... <laughs> the music that hits is is a uh, Renegade by Styx, and yeah. uh, th- that's the Orange Psycho Twins music. And me and uh, me and Brian come out in full jumpsuits, and we uh, we take out Kevin and Raleigh in full Nelsons. And of <laughs> to which there's like a hundred people there, and they're going crazy. And Bob is still laying on the floor, shaking. <laughs> so <laughs> Kevin and Raleigh sell. And our our wives are there looking at us like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah. They got out of the ring and me and Brian are like, all right, old man, we're going to beat you up now. We're going to kick the shit out of you. Life already won. So I go to pick him up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick you up. And I thought he would get up and then like role play and then I would have thrown him in a full Nelson. But instead he was too fucking weak and too scared and just shaking like an animal that we oh just called we just called the quits there and that was the end of the party really we just hung out after i think we did karaoke and bob just went home early because he was too fucking pathetic to to stand up to the orange psycho twins but uh so yeah wow to answer your question the wizard has had a birthday party at creator pro um hopefully his last one both <laughs> in life and at creator pro it never ceases to amaze me <laughs> the situations that this guy has put himself into Oh, dude. I should send you the videos that we have of him. It's just fucking disturbing. Just, I can't even wrap my, I can't wrap my brain around it. But I mean, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I, uh, I was telling you, I had, um, I had a quick week this week. I was supposed to be off, but, uh, I got booked, um, by the UFC gyms in Chicago to go. I got to fly out tomorrow now, um, to Chicago and I'm going to a banquet for the UFC gyms. The the those you know the UFC has their chain of like yeah, sure. gyms mm-hmm. and their their training facilities. And um one of the the the, the regional manager or the guys that, that is in charge of those the seven gyms in Chicago, um, and, and his fighters are having like a ceremony at one of the nightclubs and um I'm been brought in um to hang out with them and to, to give a speech and um, also to meet about getting my fitness products, my Feed Me More Nutrition, uh, in, in their gyms in Chicago and possibly, hopefully, in, in all the UFC gyms in the nation. That's so, pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, I was, uh, today's turned into a rush day. I've also, as ever, like, I do all the orders. I don't know, I told you, I briefly touched on it earlier when I boxed you. I was like, today's been such a stressful day. I, I like, I've, I keep getting more and more orders on feedmemore.com and it, it's like, I'm so thankful. Like this thing is, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, um, but it, it takes up a good amount of my time early in the day. Sure. And, uh, because I do everything and I'm, I'm, I told you I'm hands on with this and this is all up to me. And, um, 
my label printer that I have, I have this really good label printer, um, but it malfunctioned. And I had to like, I spent an hour and a half trying to fix it, um, which I finally got to the bottom of it. And uh, I had to call the the company, but uh, I had to print the labels out manually on the computer, then tape them onto the thing. And like, I was just behind all day rushing and, uh, but I got everything done that I needed to. And, uh, but I'm excited to go out there and uh, I come back Sunday and, and resume everything, getting ready for the big matches, big match next week. And then the, the big signings. So. Yeah, you're going to have a pretty full schedule come March. and uh... March, yeah. Oh, it's going to be it, – it's so busy, man. That's why I just told – I started the boxing back up yesterday after a couple months off because I got everything – like I, I got – I feel very comfortable now with the routine yeah. of like getting up, getting all my supplements packaged, shipped out, all that. And like I had to just get all that down. I got the social media stuff under control and I have a good grasp on all that. And uh, – so I could start resuming my activities a little bit. I'm feeling good physically. So I went eight and a half rounds yesterday, my first day back. And my, my, the trainer I told you was just, uh, usually we would have done like three or four rounds to start and we did eight and a half and I was completely fine. And, uh, would you ever cool. consider boxing? I mean, I love, we... I love bo- boxing's my favorite of all the, uh, all the different skills, I guess you could say. Um, but if you, had a, just, if you had a choice between like, you know, because we, we talked about the Bellator stuff in the past, but like, yeah, I thought about that. Would you be more interested if boxing something came, ever came along with that? I, guess, I mean, yeah, more. Yeah. More so than anything, because I do that the most. OK, um, I'm the most comfortable boxing out of all the different things. And um, it's hard. You look at all the, uh, the, the mixed martial artists and the fighters, and, and there's a lot of them that are very well rounded. Mm-hmm. But they all have one particular thing that they're good at. Yeah. I've always felt striking is the most important. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you could strike that you have, you have a fighting chance, you know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but obviously, and, and it, 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 you know, the different matchups and everything, but like, look at a guy like Mark Hunt. He's, he's a notorious striker yeah. and he's in every, he has a chance every fight he's in. Everybody thought he was going to knock out Brock and he honestly could have at any point, you know what I mean? Like, because he, he just, he strikes that hard. So I've always felt boxing is, is very important and kickboxing actually is something I enjoy doing a lot too. And, uh, even with my gimmick leg, but I still do it. And, um, I enjoy that and I need to, I just drive that school's 40 minutes away. So it's, uh, wow. and then I got that jujitsu school though is down the road five minutes. So five, seven minutes right down the road for me, which I pay, I pay for that school. So, but I, I'm going to start incorporating all that. Cause my, one of my goals this year is to be a blue belt in jujitsu. Um, and I will achieve that. So, but I gotta, I gotta get my body's feeling good again. I have the time with everything going on. I need to get that all going here. Um, just cause it's something I enjoy. It's fun hobby. Just, it, it's just great stress relief and it's fun learning new things. And I always think, I think everybody should learn one self-defense skill. Yeah, absolutely. Like one, of, one of the martial arts or one form of for di- just for the self-discipline and like, the conditioning aspect alone too, it's just so rewarding. You feel so good afterwards. But I think it's like, you think about it, like every woman would want their man to know how to be able to defend himself into some regard mm-hmm. if anything ever happened. And not to say you have to be the toughest person in the world, but like I've always kind of looked at it like that. You need to know one thing at least kind of okay, just just for life. Like it's just fun. Like I, like I, lo- I love going there. It's fun. And like it is. Do you think at any point, there could be, and I'm not trying to tease anything, but real, do you yeah, think yeah. they'll have some sort of professional fight? At one, I don't at know. 
It all depends on like how quick with this supplement thing I can get my attention off of this. And I might be, by that I mean because that's my number one priority right now. Yeah. Like you got to pick one thing and focus on it, and the supplement thing because that is setting me up for the rest of my life. And, and it just is, just to repeat but, on here because you were on JR's this week, and I think yeah. it's important. To, I think the main reason, or one of the main reasons, because the the Bellator deal not not for nothing, it, it was a pretty considerable deal. Oh no, they were very, and I'll say, they were very fair in their offer, and it was not, it wasn't like, oh, I want more money. I and I told Jim Ross like as a business person, I'm going to hear them out, and I'm going to try to, I want to see the best offer that I can get on something, just because I know the kind of money that I'm dealing with with the supplement thing, and I don't need that's not it. I don't need to do that. And I know I love wrestling and I've devoted a big chunk of my life to wrestling, but like I'm very happy in my life right now. Like, sure. So like, there's no, but what I was saying with with that is that they would have required you. The main thing that I think they weren't understanding is that you were one of the reasons you weren't really open to it is because they were basically like, Oh, you can do whatever you want with with your life. Like, you know, like Bobby Lashley does TNA and he still fights Bellator. Yeah. But they were they couldn't understand the fact that like, no, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna be full throttle just doing that and training yeah. for a camp. And I, I don't think they could understand that and that's where it kinda That's a morning to night job. Yeah. Like not like I mean, I'm talking all day. That's your life revolves and my that's how I approach anything like Well to you, so, but a lot of a lot of those fighters, man, not for nothing. Like UFC looks for the best in the world as far as fighting wise, but like I think a lot of, you know, Bellator is openly they're kind of their entertainment also with MMA and they were kind of like, Oh, you can do both. It's like, no, if you're, you would take it upon yourself to train like a I'm maniac. Not just doing, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it's like anything I apply myself to, but like, it's, that's what I've already dedicated myself to this supplement line. That's been sure. a, a goal of mine. And like, so I'm not being true to myself if I do that. And that's why everything is going off so good here. And the, the the quicker I can get this to the level I need to get it to kind of not hand it over or by any means, but where I have employees and I have other people in key positions running things and and then then I can really and I, I plan on that being within the year with the way this is going. So it's just I have to you have to focus on one thing at a time and I realize that and um it's good to give my body a break with everything because the training that there there's that that is intense training. Yeah. That's that's just physical. It's physicality morning to night mm-hmm. and it's weight training and it's all the different skills. And so it's just, I'm not ready for that right now with what I got going on and I enjoy doing it as a hobby. So sure. All right. What else we got here? I had a ton of fan questions. I don't know if you have anything else or we should get, should get right into that. I think also mentioning the red wine of the week is uh incognito 2014 red wine blend uh, out of California uh, but I went with incognito tonight and uh, not too bad. Um, it was like, uh, it wasn't the cheapest. It wasn't the most expensive. Okay. Um, it's not the best. It's not the worst. It's, you know, it's a fair red wine on my end tonight. What are you drinking? Uh, I actually, I did not go with the wine tonight. I want to start drinking vodka again. Really? And, and uh, I've had some really bad experiences of, in my life with vodka, but I, I, I know that it might be. Uh, I try to mix it up with a little Zevia and a little uh, a, a ginger ale Zevia and uh, some Tito's vodka. Tito's so. is a is a big. Uh, that, that's one of my go tos when I do a vodka night. It, it's one of the cleanest uh, vodkas out there, and um, 
you, the hangovers are very, not to say that you can't get them, because obviously if you drink enough, but it's, if you even drink in a good amount, you're usually okay on it. I'm gonna, that's what I'm, I want to get back into that. I really do. It's been a while and vodka gives me bad memories, but I just felt like doing it. You know why? Because the other night it was President's Day and I went to the city. I actually met with Wade for a bit. We had a That's nice, right. Talk about that. How'd that go? I was good to see him. Uh, we when met you say the, Wade, you mean Stu Bennett, right? That's right. The artist formerly known. <laughs> uh, we had a cup of coffee at a... He's moving. Oh, he loves old Bennett, loves his cup of coffee. <laughs> we just caught up, talked some stuff, you know, and um, you talk shit about me. Talked a lot of shit. I'm like, look, man, <laughs> I'm looking to get rid of this fucking guy. He's I gotta, I gotta get rid of this guy. Like, you're, you're trying the, you're to the change new guy. the name of my wrestling school. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he's all, he's one of the best human beings in wrestling. I love him, and uh. He's a, he, he's a big fan of Manhattan. He really likes it here. So hope to see more of him soon. And, uh, but after that, <clears throat> my wrestling school was closed that night. And it was President's Day. And, and a lot of people had off. So instead of going home like a responsible man, I met up with my friends and, and drank a lot of wine at the bar. So <laughs> Oh, figured, really? Yeah, it was Monday night. And uh, I said, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to switch it up. Let me try some vodka. See how I can handle it. And uh, Red wine like, can make you really sick if you drink too much of it. If Only once a week, man. Maybe I can yeah. do that. That's why I do the red wine for the podcast. And this is like a big, this is the most fun of the week for me. Just it's my like sure. thirsty, th- thirsty Thursday, as uh, <laughs> the ex-girlfriend Priscilla likes to call it. And she goes, is this your thir- thirsty Thursday? And I go, yeah, it's, I like to have a few glasses of red wine. Two or That's three what she the- calls the podcast that? The thirsty, thirsty Thursday? Thurs- yeah, yeah. She's pretty funny with That's all awesome. that. Uh, speaking of which, I was going to tell you, she actually... Because her family, oh, like we're friends. We've stayed great friends now mm-hmm. with everything. And, um, and we've gotten become much, much better friends. And she, uh, she sends me an article this week oh, from uh, one of her family members. And it was the Sportster. And it was um, the guy's name. I'm not even going to give him the satisfaction of saying his name on the air. But people could find it if they... Look, and it was like 15 wrestlers living off their name, trying to live off their name, but failing miserably or something. So it's a, positive, like, a real positive article, yeah. Yeah, yeah, real positive. And it, and it has like, um, and there's like Virgil and, and like Carlito, Chris Masters. And it's it's like by a guy, I, I, I have a feeling I told you I, I know who the guy is, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you that in a second, but it's like, it was so disheartening to see. And he had me a picture of me on the front of the thing, Um to try to make me look bad. And she, but she sends to me, she goes, she goes, what's wrong with people? She goes, there's nothing true in this thing. And she goes like, he's not even, doesn't even mention anything that you're doing in your life. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that I legally changed my name to Ryback so that I could use it on the independence. And like, how's that working out for me with the equal pay? It's working out really, really good for me actually, buddy. <laughs> uh, where I'm probably making more than a lot of the roster, but, uh, like it was it was meant to try to persuade people that that if you wrestle how dare you make a living wrestling outside mm-hmm. of WWE and he was trying to paint such a negative picture of anybody all these guys that are making a living probably making more money than they would make at most normal jobs absolutely work, working an hourly wage and knocking them and like my article wasn't even mine wasn't even nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. That was the gist of it. What I just told you. Do you have and the names like, by any chance or no? 
<laughs> the names of what? Like the people that were on it? I mean... I just... Oh, like I told you, Carlito, Chris Masters, Virgil, Honky Tonk Man, I think, was on it. Okay. Um, I think Kelly Kelly. Like, but who hasn't... It was such an... Like, the people on it aren't screaming for attention, trying to, like... It was just such a, like... It, 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 I told you, I boxed you. I was like, it's so disheartening that anybody could just go online and write a write a blog or write an article or a thing and, and not have any credibility whatsoever. And yeah, I the the name sounds very very. I can't find any social media stuff on this guy. And if people Google it, they'll find the article and they'll see. And it was in two, like all my media I did for WWE. We always got very positive feedback, and it always made me feel good when the when the reps. WWE reps would come back and be like, man, you, the feedback you get is unbelievable or whatever that it is. And I'm sure most of the talents get it because all everyone takes it very serious. And sure. um, there was one, it was in Abu Dhabi, I believe in 2012 or 13 when I was working on top there that period. And the guy was just, I remember I brought up stuff about social media and how it was just disheartening how it's, it's it's really the negative is overwhelmed the positive I felt like yeah and like a lot it, it is it has consumed so many people's lives and how I felt like I brought up to him there's a lot of journalists out there that shouldn't be journalists they don't have the credentials mm-hmm. and because at that point I was there was a lot of articles on me that were just not true yeah. and it was it, it hurts when you see that and somebody that doesn't know you trying to persuade readers and give a negative and I there was a lot of them out there during that period and throughout my career. And that guy did not like that I brought that up. So he buried me to the WWE reps who already knew, were there for the thing and knew that I did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, we'll never use this guy again and blah, wow. blah, blah. And I feel like that's the guy. The name is very, very familiar. And, but I can't find any social media stuff on him to see a picture because I knew if I saw him, I would recognize him. But he, I can't find anything under his name. And now that's what I wanted to talk with you about also that, that other, the, the podcast show. That well, I guess they reached out and wanted me to be on their show or something, and I had to like mute the guy months back because he was like calling me a pussy and uh, saying I wouldn't come on his show and just very unprofessional. Mm-hmm. And then like I saw something today, I was getting I was getting messages from people saying, you know, you know, fuck Ryback and this and that. He's not worth that. And wants money to do a podcast, and and I was just like, I've never charged to do an interview or a podcast. Sure. And like, and I remember, and then like the producer of the show like message saying that uh he spoke with my manager and my manager mm-hmm. alleging you yep. quoted him two thousand dollars to do his show and i i get the emails i see everything Which i would have quoted and, a lot more than that. yeah yeah that's <laughs> the first thing that crossed my mind uh no but uh i looked at I, I pulled up the emails on the date that the guy sent and there was an email from a producer and there was no reply. Nope. And because there were, it was during a period, I know we had a lot of emails and I think you were on vacation or something was going on. And like, I was just, I was like, man, it just sucks that anybody could say anything and, and have an influence on somebody. And like, and you don't want to pay any attention. That's why we're not going to say their names and give them any credibility. But it's but like, even, even to go further than that, like how dark it gets with like certain things. So, you know, a guy has a, a podcast or a show and I think people pick it's easier to get attention if you write something that's like jarring or negative yeah. or and instead looking of like for clicks they're looking for clicks instead of devoting your life and how can I be interesting you can be cre- if you're creative with it that's one thing but like you know it, it they want to be noticed I get that I totally understand that 
but uh you know it, it, it wrestlers are, are people they're people too like it's just like there's a way to do it and you realize that wrestling is such a niche business that if you kind of focus your energies on kind of always exposing what is going to be perceived as dirt or negative content then you're going to kind of put a black mark against you when you you know even if you get thousands of youtube views or whatever or followers whatever it may be people aren't going to want to do business with you or or, no. or you know because of that because you've based a career upon that um but in this situation too it, it it actually not just was it negative stuff on you the 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 producer of the show not even the host of, of this thing took it a step further replied to you and go Hey, we're you know we didn't do anything wrong here. We reached out to your to your management, your people, and they quoted us a, an insane price for something. And then I wrote back, which by the way, it, with all that, like to that, that's not a lot of money to me. That's not like, and that maybe to some people that is a lot of money. But I don't quote on. We don't do prices on for for interviews. I just choose to do what interviews I think are going to be good. And there's we don't charge for that. No, and like, but it. It's just so upsetting to see people like, and so say that that did happen and you did do that. And and that happened like the fact that they would go the guy and he's trying to act like they did nothing wrong by putting it out there saying that regardless, he's trying to paint a bad paint me in a bad light, paint you in a bad light and then paint, you know, put a rift between your quote management team, which is me. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked at that um, and I talked to the guy. He's like, oh, I'm like, I said that. I said, that's bullshit. Show me the email. He goes, oh, it's been wiped clean. I go, it's funny because I have it right here. There's no reply. And I go, common sense. We knew we were doing a podcast eventually. And on top of that, like, that was during a period where literally hundreds of emails coming in. And we were going through, I was going through the booking ones, like the dates, like ignoring the interview stuff because we knew yeah. we would have what we have, what we're listening to right now. So it's just horse shit, you know? Yeah, I just and that's and that just kind of what I it triggered that with me is just I want people to understand and like with these bleacher reports and there's some really good journalists out there, great that, ones, that, yeah, that do that that do their homework and but the majority have no business being able to to have any opinion on anything because they've never they don't have the experience and and just because and like just because you've watched wrestling for 15 years doesn't make you an expert on wrestling. I could sit and watch. Every, just to give an example, sure. I got a, I got a, I got a tape, a tape library of jujitsu DVDs. I could watch these jujitsu DVDs over and over and over again and say that I have the, all the way from the blue belt to the black belt series. And I could watch these and watch these and study them. And I could think that I understand, and I might have an, a better understanding of it than I would if I didn't watch it, but it still isn't the same as going and actually doing it. Absolutely. And going out there and performing against another black belt because mm-hmm. he would tap me out eventually. Yeah. Like, but these people watch wrestling and think that because they watch it or they've, I watched it during the attitude era. I know what's good. <laughs> and like, which by the way, if you go back and watch the stuff on that, like from a match standpoint, mm-hmm. it's not all that great, but like that they think that they're experts and that they then, and like they take their opinion, their Mark opinions, and then they go and they try to influence others of their opinions and try to get other people to agree with them. And it's a very, very sad thing. And rather than going out there and writing articles to help people to improve people's lives, people have done the negative and done the opposite. And they, they write about fake fighting and their opinions on fake fighting because they're experts from sitting on their couches 
watching mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling, which takes zero effort. So it just it reminded me of that, and I wanted to talk about that. Not to believe the majority of what you read, and you got to look at like if 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 these journalists could actually had to post a picture of themselves up with their article, and mm-hmm. we could physically see a full body shot, not not waist down. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's for you, Trent. Uh, full. <laughs> Show me your dick. Uh, <laughs> full body shot, fucking of these guys. Like you would, you'd be able to realize, like, oh fuck, I just read an article on that guy and let his fucking opinion and go infiltrate my mind. Yeah. Fuck me, like that. It's just it sucks. You know, I I just want to raise awareness on it because don't waste your time, guys. It's not it's just because it says Bleacher Report. I remember WWE. We did a social media. Did I ever tell you that story? I don't know. It was we had to do we had to do uh, media. Uh, uh, it was um, a meeting on media or um, tr- media training. Sorry, where okay. I was already doing media and I'm, like it was me, Dolph Ziggler, Cody uh, Rhodes, and uh, Cesaro in a class. And the me and Dolph and Cody and Cesaro, we'd all already done quite a bit of media. We were like we were the current media guys that were doing like the the every Monday, Tuesday, like rotating in and out. And mm-hmm. like the reviews are great. We understood media. But I understand WWE wants to cover their ass. And, I, and it's always good to do seminars and whatnot. I, I felt like they could have handed us a packet and it would have been just as effective. But we had to go to this like two-hour class before TV one day and uh, for media training that we were already doing. Well, we'd already been doing. And... Uh, this this group that they brought in had to like just kind of they tried to put us on the spot and we had to do uh, like practice media like sessions role play where, yeah role play wow. essentially and there were two things that, that came out of this class that we all remember and uh, to to this day is the funniest thing ever one of them was something with Dolph Ziggler being physically abusive in a sexual relationship with like. Amy Schumer, was it a uh, Schwimmer? Amy Schumer, or yeah, yeah, Schumer, Schumer. Something, and I just remember like laughing so hard, like <laughs> like Dolph beating the shit out of her while they're having sex, like. But it was like so so stupid. They were trying to like make him really uncomfortable. Yeah. And he, of course, and he's the man, and we're gonna talk about this later. And he just turned it around on him, and like, bam, 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 and fucking, and, and everything was fine. But I went, <clears throat> and like. I always like try to entertain the group that we have too. But one of the questions was the lady, the girl goes, she, uh, she goes, my, you have an impressive set of forearms or something. Like, oh boy. Yeah. And, uh, I, cause I'm, as you know, I'm big on the captains of crush hand grips, which I've been working with my, my boy, Jed, uh, from uh, social media. And he's, uh, he's getting my grip strength. I'm finally learning how to do them properly. I had okay. to take a few steps back, but that's another story. But, uh, thanks, Jed. If you could post another video on hand positioning and getting it closed uh, with, the, with the other hand, it would help me greatly. <laughs> um, dude, I'm obsessed with these things. I want to. I want to close a, a three and a three and a half this year. Um, but because uh, I've been, I was doing it the wrong way. The way he, I've been doing it my whole life. He was like, okay. oh, you should never, you should never be able to close like a two and a half. And like I've been able to do a two and a half with the wrong way for huh. like years. So I'm like, man, if I can learn how to do it the right way. I, I can really do some serious damage, but I got to condition my hands 
um, in that positioning. But the girl goes, man, you have an impressive set of forearms. I go, thank you. I go, I, uh, they've been compared to Mark McGuire in his prime. She goes, uh, Dolph and Cody and, and Cesaro instantly lose their <laughs> shit. Because I just go off of what the fuck like. Yeah. And she goes, it's interesting you bring that up because it shows here you've had a failed wellness policy test back uh, in developmental. And then like I just played it off again. I go, actually, I did. And I told her exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And like. And then they tried to go, well, you see, you got to avoid things they could bring up. I go, and I remember my whole thing was that way. I go, why? I go, I played that perfectly. I go, it was an entertaining interview. The, the audience laughed. And I go, and I gave an honest answer and how I learned from my mistake. And they go, oh, you're right. And I go, I know I'm right. And that was it. Like, <laughs> like it was like, I know how to do media, asshole. Fuck off. Like, but just, and I mean, like, I get it. They're trying to help. But it's like, honesty, when you're honest with people, people respect that. And that was what I was trying. I was like, you don't have to like dance around. If they ask you a question, you fucking answer it. If you were wrong, you own up to it. You fucking learn from your mistakes and you move on. Yeah. Fuck. Like it's not fucking rocket science, but oh man, yeah. That brought that brought that to my mind. So, uh, so we talked about that article. Uh, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know if we want to start with the questions or you got anything else. I think it's a, that's a good time to take a break right here. We'll plug a little bit of Zevia and uh, which is getting rave reviews from last week. And yeah, thank uh, you guys. Keep those six packs going. Go to that fucking Zevia thing. We'll right? uh, regroup here and we'll, we'll be back in a minute. Do you love having a nice cold soda, but don't want the empty calories or artificial sweeteners such as aspartame and sucralose destroying your health and making you feel like a walking zombie? Well, with Zevia, you can have your soda and drink it too, without worrying about harmful ingredients or calories, because there aren't any. Zevia has zero artificial ingredients and uses the all-natural sweetener, Stevia, the miracle plant that provides 200 times the sweetness of sugar with zero calories and no impact on your blood sugar levels. On top of that, Zevia has no nasty caramel coloring and is completely non-GMO project verified. The end result is a delicious and safe way to enjoy your soda without the bad stuff. Zevia offers 14 different flavors of soda, four flavors of sparkling water, and three delicious energy drinks. It's the clean pop that you and your family will crave. Want to try Zevia for yourself? You're in luck because Zevia is offering listeners of Conversation with the Big Guy free, that's right, free six packs to try Zevia for yourself. If you live in the United States or Canada, all you have to do is go to www.zevia.com slash podcast and sign up and get a free six-pack in the mail. You'll love it. So what are you waiting for? Go to www.zevia.com slash podcast today and find Zevia in a store near you. Hey everybody, while we take a quick break to refill on a little bit of liquid courage, you may be thinking to yourself that you're you're pretty hungry right now. And you wouldn't be if you joined Blue Apron already. What is Blue Apron? It's a number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They pro- their produce is sourced from local farms that practice regenerative farming. Check out their upcoming meals. Spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. Vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips. Normally stuff I would never cook, I'm making weekly. Actually, I'm not making it. My wife is. I love her dearly. She may hate me. She may eventually leave me because I make her cook Blue Apron, but it only takes 40 minutes or less. 
And what you need to do is check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals for free just for listening to the show. Free shipping. There's no risk. Go to blueapron.com slash conversations with an S. You will love how good it feels, how it tastes, incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So please don't wait. Blueapron.com backslash conversations. Back to the show. And we're back, guys. Uh, man, Zevia being on board with conversation with the big guy. Um, a lot of positive feedback with that. And I, I get a lot of emails and fan mail with people saying thank you for suggesting Zevia uh, with, with their like sweet tooth and how it's helped them curb you know, their sugar cravings essentially and how they'd given up like diet soda. They knew it was bad for them and they hadn't found a replacement. And it's, um, that's cool. I'm glad I'm, I could share what's worked with me, what's worked with you and, uh, sure. and our listeners can benefit and reap the rewards of that all. Also, that's the whole point of life is evolving and growing. And, um, Zevia, they, it, it is a top guys. It legitimately, I've been drinking this for years and I'm such a fan of theirs and what they're doing and their message. And, it, they are making calorie-free, sugar-free soda cool again and, uh, and doing it the right way. And uh, check them out. Obviously, if you heard the, you know, the, the commercial there, you know you can get, sign up and get a free six-pack, and it's well worth it, guys. Check it out. And they have also all the different flavors. And uh, if you don't like one particular flavor, you might like another. I know Hornswoggle. Uh, little, little Dylan, I was talking to him today, yeah. which I forgot to, I told him I was going to talk about this. Um, <laughs> he was like, he didn't, okay. he didn't like like a couple of the flavors, but he found okay. like, he loves Mountain Dew and he like ended up, uh, and I was like, you know, they make a Mountain Dew one, right? Mm-hmm. Mountain Zevia. And he was like, uh, I believe is the, and he was like, he got in, I believe he likes that one. Like Dr. Pepper, same thing. Dr. Zevia, they have so, all of them. Yeah. I love the cherry cola ones too. There's so yep. many like. You just got it. Stevia is 200 times sweeter than sugar. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, I tell people that with the pre-workout broski likes to bitch about the taste. I know we've talked about um, no, broski likes to bitch about life. Yeah. About everything, every fucking thing going on. He fucking bitches about and like, oh, I don't like the taste. God damn it. Nobody, not even that. He'll just, he'll be like, Oh, it tastes like shit. I'm like, dude, me and Tyson were calling him out. We're like, you fucking man up. Like, it, it's it's I like it. I enjoy I, it. I'm I legitimately it. It, it tastes good and stevia has a different sweetness to it than the other if you're not used to stevia. But usually everyone comes around eventually and they like and I tell people just use a little more water if you find that you mm-hmm. not but I did a shot I did my, my wake up unlimited energy today. I took it like uh, in a little like a shot almost. And uh, really yeah. Because I wanted to see oh. and I actually it hits you a lot harder if you drink it all at once rather than sipping it. And I, you know, I like Trench it. was giving us like a, a breakdown the other day of how he was feeling. He tried it for the first time, I think, last week. He gave me he's very positive feedback from it. Uh, I don't know what he told you guys. It's always, you never- he kept, he's like, I think, he's like, I think I took too much. I might be having a stroke. Yeah. I, uh, he, he said he needs to take a little less. Um, but it's because he's caffeine sensitive. And I've always, I, I, it's on the label start with half a scoop and uh, in assess your tolerance. And some people, like uh, Priscilla, can only take a quarter of a quarter scoop. A, co- hmm. a quarter of a quarter. I'm talking that, and like, wow. and she feels amazing on it when she takes the right amount. That's why you, it's like you don't just take something and be like, oh, I like it or don't like it. you got to find, I told people, everyone has a different level of what they, like the one scoop is the maximum. Because there's some people 
whose receptors are just fried from just taking stims their entire life that need an entire scoop. Other people can do a quarter scoop or half a scoop or three quarters of a scoop. And it is the most amazing stuff on earth if you truly know how to take it. So, but, um, it's, uh, I love it. I, I, I broski though. He likes to, I notice he likes to complain about of a lot of stuff. So broski knock that shit off. This stuff tastes amazing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <clears throat> what else we had going on here? Yeah, we had an outline. I was going to, we always kind of, we have an outline, but I like it when we just kind of free, free ball it, so to speak, and just kind of go with the flow. But I was, I told a little, little horn swoggle today. I was, uh, I was laughing. I never told you that. Did you ever hear the stories? William Regal and Daniel Bryan had a period where they were both really bored at TV. Dan was always bored. Okay. Dan's always bored at TV, first of all. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably more so than ever now because he can't wrestle and he just has to wait. All, he has, I, he has to wait all day to be told what to go out and say and not wrestle and just go talk. Uh, He's probably in hell legitimately. Yeah. Um, knowing Dan and he, uh, so they decided Hornswoggle was too fat and they wanted to get his little midget body in shape. Their words, not mine. Mm. And, uh, they, they decided to start training him at TVs and like putting him through the paces and do like, calisthenics and push-ups and just running the, the, the bleachers at the arenas and like, like real life stuff, like, the, like not an angle, no, like, not, not an angle though. This is real. Like, okay. and, but it was solely to entertain themselves, but deep down, I feel like, cause I feel like Dan and William Regal both do have a good heart deep down. And like, I feel mm-hmm. like they, they did think he was like, he had a son and they wanted to make sure that he's around later on in life. And that, cause he was like going, he was, he was looking really bad. And, uh, I remember I was just, I, I was boxing him and I just was laughing hysterically. I'll never forget one day walking into a locker room. There was like one of these in our, a lot of the times in our locker rooms, there'll be like doors with like little rooms inside of them also. Yeah. And there was this little room that they were in a very fitting for the scenario. And <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan and William Regal are in there counting like military style, just like five, six, seven, like just very aggressive. And Horn Swoggles in there with his shirt off, just drenched in sweat doing, <laughs> doing push-ups. And I remember I just stopped and I just looked in the room and I looked at everybody. We all made eye contact and I just kept walking. And I, it was like another day at the fucking office. And I just remember like thinking, what a crazy fucking world I'm living in right now where like <laughs> there's this, this well-respected Englishman, a fucking one of the greatest technical wrestlers of our time and, mm-hmm. and, and, and little horn swoggle, one of the greatest midgets of our time uh, yeah. in WWE, maybe the most famous of them all. And I, I, I might be the best one in the ring too. Yeah, probably, probably the best. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go ahead and say it. The best, he's the best, the best midget of all time. And fucking just in there trying to get his fat body in shape. And I fucking loved every second of it. And it just, it, I, I, I thought about that today and had flashbacks. And I miss moments like that are what I miss from being on the road um, the most. It's like, and Dan was always behind a lot of those moments. So it was, uh, I, I wanted to share that because it, it brought, brought a smile to my face today. That's great. I talked to Swaggle. We like to have Monday and Tuesday conversations on Voxer. And because uh, he runs a not a lot of fans may know this, he runs a promotion and he did while he was in WWE. Uh, what is his promotion? His, 
I don't know if it's, it might be, oh God, I think it's ACW, but it's in wherever he's from, like near Green Bay, Oshkosh area. Yeah, He'll yeah. probably curse me out for doing that. We'll get it right. We'll, it we'll plug it next week for him uh, and get it on there. But uh, I didn't. Well, yeah, his big show is April 22nd. So uh, if you're if you're in the Green Bay area, am go I, check out uh, bo- Hornswoggle's show. Am I booked on April 22nd or no? You had probably, I swear to God, maybe 25 different requests. You're in Germany. That's a Germany oh, one. Oh, okay. So, but... Uh, oh, I'm doing the seminar yeah, for them too, I believe, right? Seminar and, uh, yep, big seminar. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that actually a lot. Should be cool. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Speaking of Dan, Dan put out... I think we talked about this before. He uh, he helped my show out a bit by retweeting that Starland Ballroom thing. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Dan. And... Uh, yeah, thanks, Dan. And we saw a sweet video about, from the highlights of that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I voxed you about that today. It looked like I, the video was well made. The only thing I thought that was kind of interesting was you were getting the shit kicked out of you. The entire video. <laughs> I messaged you. I saw it on. And then you go, I haven't seen it yet. And I go, just watch it. And then like, and I go, I go, it's me getting my ass kicked the entire time. And like. I mean, I'm like all for it. Like, I'm cool. With, like, I'm cool with it. I'm watching it thinking like, all right, we're showing Cage's offense, Cage's offense, Cage's offense. Fuck yeah, let's go. Let's turn it around. Come on. Let's see what the big guy did this match. And then we mm-hmm. finally get to me. And it's a, you can't see. It's a cannonball. But the, from the camera shot, they only get like, you just see Cage. In, it's showing Cage in the corner the whole time. It's not show, yeah. It's not showing me doing the move. So you just see me come into the frame of the shot of Cage. <laughs> <laughs> of, you just see my fucking big guy body come into the frame really quickly. And if you don't know, you won't know. Like, what the fuck did he just do? And then the next, mm-hmm. the next clip, my big move that I do, my big, my big highlight is a running fucking tackle. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the beginning of my comeback. And I messaged you. I go, does this guy fucking hate my guts? I go, he couldn't have made me look any fucking worse. I go, we did this whole match that everybody's fucking talking about, which I don't like in particularly, but everybody else seems to like. And I go, the, the two things we got from it was Cage sitting in the corner and me doing a tackle. And what made it really bad is like, they must have put 20 different Cage moves in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then two of yours. If you saw that match, you would, if that highlight video, you would have thought, Cage beat the fuck out of Ryback. Total squash <laughs> match. And like... Man, I mean, it was just, I mean, there was fucking meat chin music in there. I fucking did a dive to the outside. Fucking Germans. I mean, come on. So if you want to see that video, wait, Facebook.com backslash Russell Pro or on Twitter, Russell Pro. Are we, is that match going to be, um, I want to upload that to my YouTube channel. Um, guys, I'm trying to <clears throat> create, I actually, there's another guy that reached out. I'm going to be mm-hmm. using to help me with YouTube content. I really, really need. I was talking to Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder, his uh, guy, Victor, who does everything. And like, if you guys ever, if you watch, follow him on Snapchat, uh, Jay Cutler, he's a former four time, uh, Mr. Olympia. And, uh, he has this guy, Victor with him that, that does in charge of his social media and like does all his packaging. I'm looking for a guy like Victor, um, I've talked about it before. Like, and not even, I would rather. I'm looking for a guy like yeah, Victor. I'm looking for a guy like Victor. Oh, wow. Um, no, but like, I, and I've said plug in hot chick, like, uh, but <laughs> being professional, I do 
I'm and like I noticed when Cutler's not around Victor, he doesn't have nearly the amount of content on his social media. But when Victor's sure. with him, he's filming everything and it's very entertaining. And I'm like, God, I'm missing out on so much because I get so busy and focused, I forget to do stuff sometimes. I'm like, I always think it's detracting to film while I'm doing stuff. I, it would be so much easier to have just somebody you let like he has him living with him in his house. And I'm sure he lets mm-hmm. him live with him for free and gives him a salary. And like, man, I'm like, but it has to be the right person. I don't want like, I don't want a fanboy or a fangirl that's like, I want a normal human being. That, but yeah, it, it, I don't. It's just, and they haven't it's come. Tough. Yeah, yeah. You got to be. I'm very careful of who I let into my life with with Sophie and Sonny, and the mother lives in the apartment suite attached to my house. And like, I'm uh, the right person will come along eventually, but. Um, it, I, it would just really help. I'm trying to increase my YouTube content, but uh, are we going to get that cage match up? Yeah, I'm just waiting on things to to get edited. Normally, it takes like you know three, four weeks after the show to. I think to you told me that. And, yeah, you don't. It's hard to get all that. You got it. Takes time, right? It's tough. Yeah. So we just got the video. So hopefully soon, and we'll 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 put that up. It's, uh, the match is just all of Cage's offense and none of mine. <laughs> Wait, where did my stuff go? So what else do we have here? We have questions. We also have the beginner's guide to things. I don't know which one you want to get into first. There was that. I wanted to do. Remember, I was telling you Blackstone Labs got busted earlier. This oh, week. yeah. So I didn't understand what this was at first because, you know, you hear about this now and then. Uh, but, you know, they and it was for a pre-workout, correct? Is that is that what it was? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know all the facts. And, and the guy that runs Blackstone Labs is actually married, I believe, to former WWE diva Celeste. Um, yeah, who was Caitlin? Caitlin in WWE, mm-hmm. and uh, but he used to be involved in like with like the pro hormones and SARMs, or these were like they're essentially steroids. Um, and what are SARMs exactly? What does that? It's like, what does that mean? It's like selective androgen receptor modulator. Okay. Like it's something like I and I, I don't quote me on that, but like it's it's something like um, where they're like. They're steroids, but they're not steroids. And, uh, but a lot of that stuff. And I think a lot of people may not even know what pro hormones are. Could you explain that real quick? Yeah. Pro, some people have no idea. There's a lot of companies in like the FDA and like in, in the government now is they've, they've rated a lot of these companies that they, what they do is so like the, you know, like steroids, they'll have a chemical, a certain chemical breakdown that makes them okay. that particular st- uh, steroid. What a lot of these companies started doing is they they get these these people that are that are educated in in chemistry and in things of, of of different formulations and they they could alter the chemical profile of these steroids where they they methylate it where they or they add something to it where it's not technically that steroid but when you take sure. it it converts to that steroid in your body so okay. they found ways around like the law <clears throat> but a lot of these things are so bad for you because your body has to work even harder to break them down. So they're even harder on your kidneys and liver. And like mm-hmm. it is, some of them don't show up on drug tests and they're so bad for you. And I, I know there were guys in, in up there that were doing them back when I first in 2012 and 13, they were more, yeah. they were more rampant back then. And, um, and they'll change your physique drastically without you doing anything like it is. And it's just, just straight up not fair like it's i feel like they were very rampant in 
FCW early on. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a lot of guys were on them. I remember, and, I, and I'm always very honest about this, there was M-Draw was a big thing back then. Yes, M-Draw. And I remember mm-hmm. I got down there, and I was clueless. I, I was, like, out of the loop on this. After I'd stopped everything early on, I was just like, why? I don't need to keep looking for things. And uh, all the guys were doing M-Draw, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? But I, I remember I got a bottle, and I tried it for one month, and I remember, no joke, I, I didn't want to have sex or jerk off for a month. And I remember, Jesus. I remember thinking like, this shit sucks. Like, yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't increase your sex drive. Yeah, it puts on a little bit of muscle, but like, mm-hmm. it just, I was just like, oh, like, I like having a healthy sex drive. It's very motivating, and uh, yeah. it's at the root of like all accomplishments. And I was just like, <laughs> man, like. Outside of it, the gym when I feel cool, like I don't feel cool outside of that. And I threw it away and I never did it ever again. And I remember there was one particular guy that came up to me and he was really heavy into him and he looked great. And he told me, he goes, I'm so depressed. I go, he goes, I have no sex drive. I goes, I'm worthless. I I can't get it up. Mm. And he goes, what's the point? Yeah, I look good, but I can't back it up. And I go, yeah, no Mm -hmm. shit. Get off it. Like it's not, I go, just have confidence. I said, you, yeah. I go, you look good. So to others, it appears that you have confidence, but internally you have no confidence. Just create confidence inside. And I go, and you'll be happy. And like, he goes, that makes sense. And I, and I, I think he got off of him and he had, a, he had a good run and, uh, it's just, it's garbage, man. But like this one company and, and they were doing, um, and, and they, and I'll never, I don't want to bash any other companies or anything like that, but like no, they, sure. they were doing the DMAA uh, in their, in their pre-workout and the DMAA was in the Jack 3D back in the day, which all of us all took. And, uh, oh yeah, it's dimethyl amylamine, dimethyl amylamine. And, okay. uh, it's a synthetic drug essentially. And it, and it, what it does is in it, they say it's safer than ephedrine, but it's it's just not good for you. Uh, like mm-hmm. it, I've I've tried it in that in the in their pre workout, and it gives you like the cold sweats and like rapid heartbeat and just uh, you go from feeling really really energized to super super tired. And uh, it it's not it's poison. It's poison for the human body. And anybody that tries to tell you any differently is lying to you. And um, but they not they were rated, and in particular, I feel like it was mostly for the DMAA, which was banned yeah. back in 2012 and 13. Uh, that period, I believe it was 2012 that it was banned, and um, a lot of the pre workouts, a lot of these companies, that's what they would do. They would put these artificial stimulants in there to try mm-hmm. to. Oh, this is awesome! But like the whole point of supplements is to not only look better, but it's to feel better too. And to, yeah. and and to be good for you, not to take away from your health, and that's my whole point with my feed me more nutrition is that not only do they work great and better than anything out there, they're actually good for you and they're not bad for your health. So, I just thought that was something worth you know noteworthy to bring up this week. And um, everything with the supplement line has, has been going great, and thank you guys for the support. And I, I was telling you earlier, we're doing thousands of dollars in sales every day and uh, on, mm-hmm. on the website alone, on feedmemore.com. And I've been, I've been very busy and I'm so grateful for all of this. And uh, the, the Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner um, has been approved. It's ready to go. Uh, we're in the final stages of that and start production on that. And I'm hoping by the end of April, beginning of May, 
uh, that is that is ready to go and, and available for purchase. So, and the podcast people get a special code, correct? I heard that's a big hit. That's that's that is that has been overwhelming this week. The podcast uh, code is podcast ten, P O D C A S T ten one zero podcast ten, and uh, you can save ten percent on feedmemore.com, guys, on anything across the board. So, uh, I had a lot of people. I got I got a guy. Um, I believe in, I forget where he's, he's back East in the middle East and, uh, mm-hmm. they run a huge chain of gyms and he's a distributor. Uh, we're working out a deal right now to get feed me more nutrition over there. Uh, in the middle East. Yeah. Middle East. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then also a guy, um, also in, uh, <laughs> I want to make jokes, but I don't want to make jokes. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, let's not make jokes on this. And, uh, a guy in the middle East, I mean, sorry on, uh, I'm trying to get in on Amazon and eBay, and uh, I may be doing the Amazon myself. I've, uh, I'm just filling out uh, a few things on that on the Seller Central. There's a few uh, rules and regulations, and I got to pay a fee to sell supplements on there, but it's well worth it. So uh, we are okay. expanding, and uh, like I said, I'm going to meet with the UFC gyms this weekend in Chicago, and uh, hopefully, could strike a deal there. And it is we're off and running. It's it's. I'm beyond thankful for all of it. And you guys, thank you for the support. And, uh, and I'm going to continue to keep giving you guys great products and, and giving you everything I got. So thank you. All right. <clears throat> so we had a bunch of questions here. I think that'd be a perfect time to go into this. I love questions. I think it's a good way to interact with the fans and, and give them the answers that they, that they want. And this has been building up for a couple of weeks. So I feel bad for people. Like I said, I get back to you and I'm not the greatest at this, but Hey, we'll go right into it right now. First one's from the Red Daniels on Twitter. He says, "Are there any wrestling moves that you will never take?" I saw so this. Uh, I saw something with Kenny Omega and was it Moose? Maybe. Okay. I believe, and he gave him. It was the is it the Dragon Suplex? The it's like the full Nelson Suplex. But, um, yeah, yeah, uh, the. It's a dragon suplex. Yeah, 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 where you come back and you just land completely on your head and neck. And mm-hmm. uh, with my after with my nerve stuff I had with my neck years ago, I I would never take that. I just think it, it's just okay. it, just too risky on, for my situation. But I, I saw that and I go fuck me like that was. I don't. I just don't get it. Like the whole point. Somebody actually brought up to me not to go off again. No, good. <laughs> we've we've acknowledged that the business is fake. We've we've acknowledged that the business is a work. WWE has told the fans this time and time again. They're giving them, they've told it on their NXT show, like their backstage pass shows. They do they do giveaways and prizes and they do walkthroughs where they they let fans they expose them to the business. Why hasn't the ring been made even safer? Somebody brought up to me. Um, wow, good point. And I thought that too. I go, fuck, that's a really good point. Why are we the ring? Because yeah. it's still the steel, the wood, a little foam pad. Yep. And I go, we could. I, and that's so, and I've said it all the whole time. And then um, I'm not. And I did the Jim Ross podcast. I got a lot of great feedback outside of the people that mm-hmm. read a few headlines and didn't actually listen to the content of the in the substance of the actual interview. And. I'm not bitter at WWE. I'm angry at different things and I have moved on and I'm using it for motivation, but I'll always answer, answer truthfully and acknowledge things that happened. And, but one of the things is I always want to challenge them to improve themselves and in the business for the, for the betterment Mm -hmm. of the wrestlers. And 
why not make the ring a little safer? Like it's, I feel like I bet you know, I bet you no one's thought of that. I swear to God, I bet you no one's thought of that. And, and somebody brought that to my attention, and I thought, and it was I, I, JD, and I'll say it, JD Michaels, sure, of Iron Attitude, and, and I go, fuck, that's brilliant. Why hasn't the ring been made? We've we've told everybody this is fake. Why are we pretending that, with the ring that it's not? Where guys are legitimately killing themselves still? Why? Everybody knows it's and fake. I, I think a lot of fans had the misconception. I actually had a. Uh, I almost beat the shit out of a mother once because uh, <laughs> I swear to God, this is a real story. Create a pro. I'm there one day and this, this kid comes in with his mom and the kid, the kid's like fucking tall as shit. He's like six, six, but he's there with his mommy and they're, they're talking about signing up and they're like, you know, we're concerned about injuries and stuff. They're like, but we know the ring is like a trampoline. And I go, because with all they've respect, watched for 15 years on TV. Well, this, get this. So they're like, the ring is like a trampoline. I go, no. I go, with all due respect, ma'am, it's not a trampoline. I go, it's steel. There's, I mean, for fans listening, it's steel. On top of the steel, then there's wooden planks. After the wooden planks, there's maybe a two-inch, not even sometimes, layer of, of rubber or padding. And then... Uh, which gets which worn can, out as you wrestle on it. It gets thinner as it gets older. It gets worn out and gets... and. Uh, it's it gets very hard, and yes, there's give to the ring, but the only time the reason why there's give to the ring is because the metal beams going across it give. They're still steel, but like it fucking hurts. And then over that is canvas, and and that's a ring. And people go, oh, it's a big fucking. And this lady's telling us it's a trampoline. I'm like, this is our school. I'm. A, are you fucking kidding me? And she goes, oh well, we have. Uh, We've been in the ring before for photo opportunities, and we can tell it's like bouncy and soft. I'm like, I I, I was like turning fucking red. If you I'm make like, her go in the ring, and I would have had her sign a waiver in the office and have her go out there and then take a huge take a pup, take a shoulder tackle. <laughs> <laughs> my fist was just clenching up at my side. I was just like, you fucking asshole, you ignorant piece of shit. Like, it is not a trampoline. It hurts, and fans go, oh, there's like, I don't. Like, like, oh, it's just a microphone. It, it, it's a big cushion. It's not. It fucking, it's terrible. So that it brings up to me, bad. if you, you guys listening out there, and go ahead and message us on social media, how would you, since, how would you make the ring safer? How could we make a, how, how could we make wrestling rings safer for the performers? That's, that's my challenge to everybody out there this week. Um, and anybody that knows how they're made, and, and because I, I and I don't have the answer to that off the top of my head. Neither right do now. I. But, Neither do I. But there's if we all put our brains together, I bet you we could figure it out. in WWE and everybody out there, let's let's make the ring safer somehow, rather than more dangerous. Where we can we can we can help wrestlers, because you look at wrestlers die young, and the guys you look mm-hmm. at the hip replacements and the bad backs, and like it is. The, the 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 pain is very very real. So maybe there's a way and and. Then looking at this and from the outside now, maybe we can make this a little better. So let's try to figure out a way and uh, and uh, and so that the performers that we love and watch today can be healthy later in life and enjoy the money that they made early in their life with their families and uh, not be crippled or, or anything of that nature. So. Yeah, because the most dangerous thing I think. I mean, I love training my guys, but I tell them at some point, I go, save your bumps. I can't. I can't bump. Bumping is it, it's that's. It's not the physicality. It's not the hard hitting. It's not the wrestling. It's the bumping that fucking ends. That that sucks. Every bump is like a small car crash. What yeah. it does to your body, whether and like it is. 
there's a way in, in once you get past learning how to bump, you should minimize your bumps. And I try to tell people that time and time again. It's one thing to go there and, and you can go train still and you can go, you could drill and you could practice, but save your bumps for when they mean something. Cause yeah. you don't, you don't have to learn. Once you learn how to bump and get good at bumping, you don't have to keep doing it. But, um, mm-hmm. and to, this, to piggyback this, I got an email this week from a local in Las Vegas and I kid you not, and I was at the gym, I was at the LVAC North where I like to train occasionally when I don't train at the old big guy complex. And the uh, email was of a guy, his 14-year-old daughter that is, had been in wrestling school. He wanted me to come meet with her and give her advice on on wrestling. And he was asking me, uh, and, I, and I had to just very nicely tell him I don't agree with her being in wrestling right now, that she is not fully developed. 14 years old. And a girl. And, and not fully developed mentally or physically. And I, who knows when he started her. But the first thing that rang him, the way this happens is usually a parent that is such a huge fucking mark that they, mm-hmm. they can't do it, that they want to live through their kids. It's, yep. and, and that's what the case was. Like we talked about with these other, with these parents back east. And, <clears throat> and clearly the, that's the case. Because if, they, if, if he sought out your email and has that mind, like... The first bump I ever took, I was 14, and I begged my mom to, like, take me to this wrestling school that closed down the next week. But, like, the fact that this fucking dad, uh, I don't want to shit on him, but in a no, way and I, I, and I don't, and I, Yeah, I don't, and I don't blame the child by any. I, I get kids that are yeah. going to want you. He, he finds you, finds your email, so it just goes to say that, like, he put her into it. Yeah, yeah. and I just, and it was so, I, I literally stopped my workout. And it was, it was just so, it makes me sad that like, and they don't like focus on on teaching your daughter a lot of other things let her develop physically before i don't think they understand the abuse your body goes through professional with professional wrestling and it's mm-hmm. and i'll never and i'll never like it's cool to want to do it and to want to get into it but you i i like i i really f- feel you need to be physically developed before you do it and i feel yeah. i i just really and i know there's there's you know, another thing, you look at a lot of the WWE superstars and a lot of the superstars wrestlers are smaller than they used to be. Height, just mm-hmm. height-wise, it, I don't think it's good for you. I think it, we're lear- like a lot of the people that are up there got into it early. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's good for your, for your growth plates and for your, for your bones. Like, I don't think you're, you're giving your child a chance to fully develop. Um, I just don't. And I... I, I it is not. I just think you gotta. It's one thing to let your kid learn how to chain wrestle and to like to do promos and things like that, but to physically go in there and start bumping, it yeah. it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And and if I had a kid, I wouldn't wouldn't in a million years let them. You know, I I would I would let make sure they learned other things first. So, mm-hmm. but go ahead. Moving on. Um, there was a couple. It was like a four point four part question. I don't want to waste too much. No, uh, he asked, "What are your favorite moves?" To he asked about a dream match. I don't want to skip over stuff, but other people have questions too. Favorite move to give? We'll just say that part. Favorite move to give? Yeah. Oh man, uh, I love doing uh, overhead belly to bellies and uh, German suplexes, which I don't always do all the time, but those are the most fun, I think. Okay. And for I, me, I, I move- love, yeah, I love the feed me more clothesline too, with the interaction with the fans. I, I like actually getting that. I always kind of get into a groove on that, so I like that. 
Favorite move? Uh, I don't know if there's a move I won't take. Yeah, there's a couple, I guess. I took the cop killer the other day. I never uh, the other at Starland. I never thought I'd take that before. What the fuck is the um, cop killer? Uh, here, Hurricane did it too. It's called a vertebraker. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a move. Okay, it's dangerous as fuck. Yeah, but uh, I, I trust him. I was like, yeah, I was fine. I actually liked it. Favorite move to give? I don't know. I feel very accomplished when I throw a really high drop kick, and sometimes it's never that high. But when it's really good, it's good. Yeah. Uh, someone asked JC Giles, how would someone watch old WrestlePro shows? Uh, they're on the Facebook, uh, excuse me, YouTube page. And, uh, we're about to get a deal with title match wrestling. That's going to put up, um, get a lot more exposure for our shows. So YouTube is the way to go from crafty girl. 23. Do you guys have any good Trent stories? And I'll see you guys in Orlando. <laughs> this whole show could be Trent stories. <laughs> uh, one Trent story off the top of my head. I remember my, I think I threw my back out at a day at FCW, something really random. And, uh, we were in the ring. We were, it was like after practice and we were all fucking around. And, uh, mm-hmm. I was wearing a big, um, Skip Sheffield T-shirt, and it said "Choosy Moms." <laughs> I remember it to the "Choosy Moms Choose Jeff, Easy Moms Choose Skippy." That was my catchphrase. And uh, living the gimmick, brother. And uh, I, my back went out, and I fell down in the ring. We were like, <laughs> Trent came over and hooked my big baggy. I always like to wear three or four XL shirts, the baggy shirt. Okay. And he hooked my shirt around the back of my boots. And I was stuck in the ring on my stomach like a fl- <laughs> like a fish out of water. And my back, yeah. I was my back legitimately was at like I was in a lot of I don't think he thought I was being serious. And I, I yeah. they had to let me out of it. I was stuck. Like legitimately stuck. And like in, I was like, <laughs> fuck my back, let me up. Ah. And like I couldn't like rock and like get my I just couldn't move. So yeah, that was uh that was always a funny I always remember going to Trent's house and um during my ankle injury, we, uh, I would always go over there and watch the wrestling pay-per-views. And I remember we would smoke spice occasionally um, when that was a thing. And, uh, yeah, sure. And that shit was so bad for you. But uh, I remember always having to like crutch myself up the stairs and like just praying that I didn't fall backwards and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Barrett is one of the best human beings out He's a little out there. He's different. And I like that about him. He's his own true, unique person. So, uh, yeah, major shout out to Trent Beretta for fucking doing Trent's, things his way. I might have been, uh, I met Trent the very first day he signed up for wrestling school when he was 14 years old. And Trent's like three years younger than me. So I remember going to the school and they're like, oh, this kid signed up. He does amateur wrestling. And I think we got in the ring. And I think we, we might have like amateur wrestled each other, like just kind of messing around. And, uh, I remember though, one story, it always fucking amazes me. Uh, one time in Tampa, Trent had a wallet filled with <clears throat> birth- birthday checks, like <laughs> gifts. And he was just taking them. One day he just took them out and he started reading them. He's like, oh, man, I, I, I should probably cash these. And they were like four or five years old. Wait, and really? And he never fucking, <laughs> yeah, he Holy never cashed shit. them. And I think half of them, if not all of them, expire. Yeah, they expire after so- <laughs> a certain period of time. <laughs> man. That's. It's yeah. It's Ooh, just uh, that. It's, that just shows how unique he is because most people get a birthday check and they go cash that shit right away. Not him. I yeah. No, nah. not Trent Beretta. He's. I, I always wondered why. He, and he he was part of the Dude Busters in WWE with Kalen Croft. And he. Um, I always wondered why he hasn't been rehired yet because he's he's so talented. And uh, well, 
we have that talk a lot. He's if you really think about it, he's killing it because he's in he's a contracted New Japan guy and he's he doesn't he's happy and he's he's tag champ right now, I believe. So like uh I can he get, I, I would like to I told you I want to go to Japan for a two shot deal. I told Trent this the other day. I want to wrestle him and then Kenny Omega. Can we get this hey, done? Hey, you know what? I think it will be done. Not to fucking expose things here, but it's been really crappy as far as uh, <clears throat> whatever. I'll say it. I think New Japan and Ring of Honor are going to go their separate ways, and I think New Japan is going to be very aggressive with how they do things in the United States, and they want more of a presence. And there are some really great people that are going to be working in the New Japan office, so I think it's going to make it a lot easier to communicate with them as opposed to the last fucking 10 plus years of communicating with one guy. So I'm hoping things change around and I'm, and I think a lot of good business will happen starting July and onward with, uh, with new Japan. So let's see what, what happens with that. Yeah, no, I think it would, uh, I, I, I don't know what, like that's one place I I've been to Japan. I like it over there. I'm not signing contracts with anyone, but I'll go over for a couple matches. Like, I'm okay with that, and uh, it's it would it would create a good buzz, and there's some good matchups in, in place. Like it's so, and I, I I'm, that's Trent Barretta and Kenny Omega, fucking feed me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other question was from <clears throat> excuse me, long hair hippie X on Twitter. Will there be a meet and greet before the show March 30th? Uh, yes, but it'll be just me. Stressed out. Uh, there, the meet and greets will be the next day at the convention. Uh, there will be none at that show. Wait, well, maybe there will be. What there, is this? For what? For WrestleCon, WrestleMania weekend. Okay. Thursday. I don't really think there's like a, like there won't be a, there may be like people selling their stuff. I'm not sure how it works, but the main conventions on Friday and Saturday. Which I'm doing, I'm doing the convention Friday, Saturday, and Thursday is just a show then me and Colt Cabana, right? That, yes. Okay. And then Cody and, um, Brian Cage and Brandy and um, Joey, yeah, yeah. So okay. all that stuff's gonna happen here. Hell of a um, guy, by the way, the Joey Ryan, right? Great dude. I met him for the great first dude. time at Starland. I re- he was in uh, the same locker room. I really enjoyed him. Yeah, he's 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 very smart. Very very good dude. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> question for Ryback and Buck from Hebon on Twitter: How is WWE catering? I don't know why you're asking me this. Would they cater to your nutrition needs? Uh, so, they, yeah, they actually, they always had, there was always healthy options in there. Um, I know some of the guys would, would get sick of it sometimes. And, um, but you could always eat healthy if you, if you wanted to. You could always have a salad. You could always have grilled chicken breast. You could always have steak. You could always have tuna fish. Um, you could always have eggs and eat the egg whites out of them. There was mm-hmm. always a plethora of healthy options. With that said, they also had a lot of shitty options in there. A lot of cookies, a lot of cakes, a lot of chips, mm. uh, a lot of bad uh, foods in there. But you got to remember, they are <laughs> they're catering not only to the performers, but also to the, to the people, the ring crew and the, the technicians and the employees, the real employees, not the, yeah. not the wrestlers who are independent contractors, but... I always said there, and this always this is one thing I actually to kind of. I wish WWE would be more health conscious on their European tours and on the bus rides. Okay, so these European tours, it's always like kind of like a free for all on drinking, where the guys can drink whatever they want. And 
Usually they'll do a good job of trying to get a Nando's, like a grilled chicken or a, a like a rotisserie chicken. Um, yeah. But a lot of times they do pizza and, and fried KFC and McDonald's. and But they always have bags of chips and candy up there. Huh. Like, you got to, and this always upsets me. And I, I, I always said, like, you expect, guys, this is the day in the day and age of the wellness program. And, and Vince, McMahon's, Vince McMahon is a billionaire, Right. Or he, he yeah. he's really rich and and sure. Hunter Stephanie everybody everybody has money right and I and mm-hmm. I get it they've worked very hard for that and and I get it but you we have all these performers who a lot of people's biggest gripe these days is they don't look the part right yeah they don't help the cause any by having fucking candy and chips out like why don't you have fucking bring fucking Feed me more nutrition protein powder on the road for these guys. <laughs> fucking no, but not that. Whatever the fuck protein Vince wants to get him that Vince has yeah. for himself at TVs in the bottles, which has aspartame and sucralose, but apparently hasn't <laughs> hasn't affected him just yet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh man, but like go out of your way and like the Quest has some uh, protein bars and they make protein bars now with stevia in them. Give the guys some healthy options while they're on the road. And, and like, and I always said that at TV, why don't they have protein? Like have, make this stuff available. We're athletes. Don't fucking have cakes and shit. Nobody wants to see that shit. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people don't have good willpower. So like at, at the very least of it, if you eliminate the cakes and the cookies and the chips those days, they're not, they're not there. You have only healthy options for two days out of the week. They're going to fucking eat healthy and eat better than they would then if they're on their own. So like, I, I always that always I, that's one thing I would like to see them update on that end and just try to to cater more to that athlete mindset and, and performance mindset that uh, you are what you eat and and not don't nobody needs to be eating cakes and fucking cookies on fucking work days. Okay, that's what, a lot of dudes get depressed when they're not booked on TV. By the way. And I'll never forget, like, they go in there and they eat all the cakes and cookies they could eat. Oh, I'm off tonight. I'm depressed. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go pig out on fucking cereal and, like, Jesus Christ, fucking grow up. (laughs) Seriously, I just fucking don't get it. The times I've had catering, I've always been petrified because when you're fucking extra, it's the most intimidating thing Really? You could ever possibly. Oh, sure. I mean, after a while, I got used to it, but then I could see like other guys being there. Like, I mean, I was fine with it because oh, I was always around. I better, not, I better not take two scoops of rice. The fucking Ryback might kill me. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. You, you just get really weird when you're an extra. I think things have gotten a little bit better, but I haven't been an, an extra in so long, and I don't think I ever would be again. But, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, so the other oh the other question, sorry. From AW CrossFit nineteen eighty six. Burpees before or after wrestling? After uh, working out, sorry. After after all the time. Okay. I like to be able to that way you have your strength for your workout and that your strength doesn't affect your endurance. But if you blow yourself up, you're probably not gonna be as strong before. So I'm all about, you know, trying to recruit the most amount of muscle fibers possible. All right, those are the those are the questions. If you want to talk about this, uh, we get a lot of workout stuff on here that I that I, I was like genuinely surprised people really like to hear it. Some guy, 
We, I think Neil. we plugged the, the the workout thing. I was going to give a beginner's workout program tonight, too. Yeah, and one uh, guy I know heavily tweeted that he was looking forward to this because he feels very unmotivated. Um, he came to Brooklyn, actually, so uh, he's a good friend of this show, good friend of the uh, WrestlePro, and he was looking forward to this greatly. So what do you got? The beginner's guide to uh, to working out. To working out. And this is for people that are not that have not been in the gym or maybe afraid to go to a gym. This isn't for people that are currently working out. Um, and, I mean, it could be. And you, it's I and I, I thought about this for a while this week, and I, I don't want to make it overly complicated. And you got to remember, you, you're dealing with. I understand working out. You understand working out. But this is for the person out there listening that that is afraid to go and work out that really really wants to. And, and they don't want to necessarily, they don't have the money maybe to get a personal trainer and mm-hmm. that maybe they're afraid of going in and hurting themselves or and just any possible reason that they could come up with in their heads that, that, but they know deep down they should. And uh, so that's what this, that's who this is for. And this is an absolute beginner's guide uh, to working out and just, just getting you in a gym for an hour, one hour every day and getting you active, getting you to start physically moving and to start making some positive changes in your life. It is a three-day-a-week routine. It's a full-body introduction to working out. It's a one-hour routine. So if you say you don't have enough time in your day, <clears throat> excuse me, and you know, in whatever the time is to drive to the gym and drive back, whatever that time is, plus a one-hour routine. So that is what we are looking at, at here. And it's very simple. Okay. And, it's, and there's no, so I can't give specific exercises because every gym is different. Yeah. But what I can do is kind of give you an overview of each body part and, and give you the, the guidelines of the sets and the reps. And I'll explain that. And so for these workouts, essentially, mostly everything's going to be three sets and it's going to be 10 to 12 repetitions. So by three mm-hmm. sets, I mean you'll do you'll do it one time, ten to twelve times. So one okay. set for ten to twelve reps, and you'll do that three times per body part. So is there a time time period in between, <clears throat> or you'll explain that? Yeah, and I, and for the, for beginners, I want them to rest sixty to ninety seconds in between sets. Okay, and this is this is a very basic introduction. This I'm not trying to kill you. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to just get you into the gym. And get you get you physically moving, getting your mind working, and uh, I'm I want you to select a weight when you do this. Everything is machine based for the most part, outside of a couple things, and where because I'll explain that you know with the machines they kind of lock your body into the proper positioning to begin with. Um, yeah, I, I feel free weights are superior, and I like to do a majority of my lifts free weights. But like when you're injured or when you're just beginning. Machines are very, very beneficial, and and, and they can to set the foundation. Yeah, kind of thing just to kind of get, to get to start a foundation and to get your to get you a core and a base. It's just to get you into the gym and get some confidence, essentially, and, okay. and to get you going. And we're going to elaborate more on other routines as we go along. But so, for an example, yeah, uh, for chest, in every day it's going to be three days a week, a full body, full body work, like a circuit workout, essentially. Where chest, okay. any gym has a regular chest machine where it's a flat chest press. They have, mm-hmm. they have an inclined chest press, and they all usually have some sort of pec deck where, where okay. you grab 
and you can kind of do like a chest, just a peck, a peck squeeze essentially with a, with a, with a peck dick. For chest, three sets, 10 to 12 reps, flat, incline, and peck deck. One set each, mm-hmm. 10 to 12 reps, and that's it. I want you to, when you, this is for the person that has not worked out at all, just starting yeah. out. That's where you begin. And I want you to sl- at, a, at a comfortable weight, very like, comfortable, very comfortable weight, not challenging yourself on anything. Yeah. Just getting comfortable with the movement, just going in there and feeling what it's like just to move, move a little bit of weight and, and, and we'll, we'll grow from the beginning. We just need to kind of get a foundation and get you going to the gym. Next mm-hmm. is back three sets of back, literally a row a back row machine and anything you need to see, you could find on YouTube if you're confused, but machines usually have an image of the workout right there on it. And you, Mm -hmm. it's kind of self explanatory one set, 10 to 12 reps on the back row. Usually they have some sort of lat pull down on the back. Sure. Again, something like that. And then again, usually for the final thing for back, uh, I would usually say either do two sets of a row with one set of a lat pull down, or the final thing is a reverse pec deck. Again, a machine that you do for your chest, you could do by gripping mm-hmm. it reverse and going just one set, 10 to 12 reps for your upper back. After that, shoulders, same thing. Shoulder press, 10 to 12 reps machine. They got mm-hmm. a side lateral uh shoulder raise machine, 10 to 12 reps. And then after that, um, again, I would do that reverse pec deck again for your upper shoulders also for 10 to 12 reps on shoulders. I think it's really important if people get confused by the movements, you can just literally type anything into YouTube and see the exact motion that will help you get through. Yeah, and I, this is, again, and this is on the podcast, and, and a lot of this stuff I'm going to be getting on the website to help people um, in trying to do my best to give them an introduction just to working out. And if you've worked out before, you could skip over this part. This is for people that have not worked out, just trying to get them into the gym and get them active. Arms. Again, four sets total for arms, two sets for biceps, two sets for triceps. A machine curl, 10 to 12 reps, and a machine, either a push down on a tricep push down or a tricep extension, 10 to 12 reps. Just get in there, get in the machine, and try to very lightweight and just get comfortable doing the movements. I promise you it will help you. Legs, same thing. For this, uh, the bench squats are the most important thing on this. This is what it will teach you how to do a proper squat. You find a bench, uh, a secured bench, where like a bench press machine, uh, mm-hmm. a free weight machine, and you put your, sho- your, your feet shoulder width apart. And you put your the back of your calves against the machine against the bench, and you literally do a squat, and it teaches you to break your hips at the proper breaking point. You sit down on the bench and you do ten to twelve reps. It will teach you how to do a proper squat to set you up later when we start doing some free weight squats. After that, so you're just sitting down and just standing up, right? <clears throat> yep, but you you keep your legs, the back of your calves against the bench, sh- shoulder okay. width or a little farther than shoulder width apart, and it will teach you how to break your hips and to sit back with your ass and to do a proper mm-hmm. squat. And and that is the way that you should do that to, to properly to lift maximal amount of weight. 
After that, leg extensions, 10 to 12 reps. Leg curls, 10 to 12 reps for three sets. Final thing, I want you to grab one of those Swiss balls, the big bouncy balls, and mm-hmm. it's, again, you just lie back on it. You keep your feet either shoulder width apart or you can move your feet a little closer together to make it a little more difficult, and you do 10 to 12 reps. Um, sorry, 25 crunches uh, total, as many sets as it takes you to get done. If you can only do three at a time, take a break. You do three more, you do three more, you do three more. 25 total, though, crunches on the Swiss ball just to get a little bit of your abs going, get your, get your core um, activated, and then finish it up with 15 to 20 minutes on the, uh, on the elliptical or the cardio bike. Um, very simple cardio machines just to get the blood moving, get your heart rate up a little bit. And I want you to get that done in one hour, essentially, uh, or right around an hour if you can. And it's so it's uh, a full body workout or it's body part by body part, full body workout, full body. So all the stuff you just said, yeah, yeah. three days a week. Perfect. And I, I think they need to, it's a little bit of everything because muscles recover usually within 48 hours. And sure. it's, I just want people getting to the gym and getting some confidence and just start going in there. This is a very basic route. And on the podcast, it's very hard to explain things in great detail. Um, yeah, this is for somebody just to get in there. Just start moving weight. Start getting in there, and you're going to start triggering things in your mind to want to learn more. And you'll see other people in there doing something, and you're like, oh, what are they doing? I want to do that mm-hmm. next. And you'll go and YouTube it, and then you learn a new exercise. And it, it, that's how you learn. But just start going to the gym. You got a basic guideline, and we, we'll go from there. And you, you can start growing and just physically being more fit and more healthy. An hour a day is all you need to be more healthy. So just get your ass up, get into the gym, and make an effort. All right, great. Nice program. Perfect. Very basic, but it's just something to get people in there. And if people are sore, you know, that's, that's a good sign, you know. You're going to be sore. You're going to be sore. If you've never lifted weights before and you're just starting out, your body might be sore. You just go in and, and you go and you just you do it all over again. And you do it all mm-hmm. over again. And eventually it gets easier. And uh, you just keep, keep showing up. Keanu Reeves said in the movie Hardball to a group of, uh, <laughs> of, un- of, gr- a group of uh, youth black kids that uh, the most important thing in life is just showing up. So just show up to the fucking gym, guys. And uh, and get the shit done. Excellent. On that note, we're approaching two hours. You got anything else? I did want to ask you. I don't know if we want to get it. Maybe we'll save we'll save it for next week. How about that? Okay. Um, sure. We'll, but we'll give the who uh, who we think in WWE has been misused and uh, who we would like to see being used better. Essentially, should we should we do this now or should we give leave, leave a little teaser? I, I like a little teaser. Leave it for next week. A little teaser. Yeah. It's, we're at two hours, so yeah, I think so. But I th- so again, uh, plugging. Go ahead. Sorry, my bad. No, no, this is your deal. Go ahead. Wrestle Pro Online, March 11th. I'd love to see you guys. And I see you fucking New York listens. There's a lot of you guys. Come out to New Jersey. Four stops on Penn Station. One minute walk. Come check us out. WrestlePROonline.com. And for all you fans, marks, supporters. They are coming to WrestleMania Thursday nights, March 30th. All of us will be there. And uh, we want to see you at WrestleCon.com. 
get your tickets, reserve seatings, flying. Well, it's not flying, but we I, I need you guys to buy tickets. And uh, you can follow me on all platforms. Buck never stops. I am Ryback22 on Twitter, the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat. You can find me under Ryback Reeves on my Instagram, my, on uh, Facebook, my official page. And that does it for me. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Let's keep this growing bigger and bigger each and every week. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.